a world outside of Yonkers, way out there beyond this hick town, Barnaby. There's a slick town, Barnaby, out there, full of shine and full of sparkle. Close your eyes and see it. Listen, Barnaby. Listen, Barnaby. Put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of work. Hello again to another episode of the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I am Christine. And welcome to a catch-up episode. What's a catch-up episode, Christine? Well, it's when we talk about what foods we like to put ketchup on. No, Mm -hmm. that's not true. It's where we talk about the movies we've been watching when we haven't been talking about other movies. Now, I'm really curious because I need to know what foods do you put ketchup on? Oh, I don't eat ketchup. I had a feeling you wouldn't, yeah. Is it (laughs) just the the tomato-y too acidic for you or... Yeah, I don't eat tomato anymore. I mean, back in the day, I would put ketchup on everything. Eggs, Mm -hmm. tater tots. Yeah, I prefer (laughs) hot sauce. If if I have the choice of a hot sauce in front of me, I would go with that over ketchup. Uh, But occasionally, a good diner, you know, if there's nothing good on there. I'm one of those um, criminals who does... Well, first of all, I'm one of those people who eats hot dogs, which right away, I think, (laughs) damns me in different ways. Uh, But I'm a... um, I'm an everything on the hot dog, so... There, there is a rule. My father is one of those people who doesn't believe in ketchup on hot dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I like ketchup on a hot dog, but also mustard and sauerkraut and relish. And if you got some jalapenos around, throw them on there too. So, yeah, I mean, I grew up in New England, so yes, I obviously put ketchup and mustard on hot dogs. But I worked in a hot dog restaurant in Texas, and people are way too passionate about not put. Like, people got mad that we even had ketchup available. <laughs> Like, people got mad that you would ask. I will not not frequent this establishment anymore. Like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) Queen. Queen hot dog. I'm sorry that that's in your presence. um, Yeah, it's, I, I, you know, don't be mad at what other people eat, plain and simple. Yeah, leave us all alone. Yeah. I say that, I know. I, I There are times when I'll, like, see somebody eat something, and I'm like, oh, this is really good if you put this on it. And they just kind of look at me like, oh, thanks, but no. And I just sit back, and I think, you're you're missing out. But I, I need to let that go. It's it's not my job to make somebody enjoy food more, even though that is a big part of my daily life. But, but offering suggestions is good. I yeah. think it's a happy medium. I think so. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got no segue from, from Queen of Hot Dogs, but that is what I'm going to pretend myself to be uh we we princesses of um little smokies have movies to talk about uh we were talking before we have uh, as always a wide batch most of it's horror um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about all the other stuff first and then uh dive into the many many horror and genre adjacent stuff we've been watching um i will start off with uh the rest of the oscar movies that i watched I did manage I, to cram I in think a few that's more. Smart. Yeah, uh, both before and right after the Oscars, I, I finally got. I didn't get through everything, but I got through most of the ones I I like. Again, I just like being able to have opinions on things. No, I get it. Yeah, uh, I don't think I mentioned last time I watched Elvis. No, you did okay. definitely did not mention that because I don't really know anybody that's actually seen it. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's fine. I think that's kind of how I probably feel about a lot of these movies. Um, it is, 
Uh, what I had to do with this one was kind of sit down. I'm gonna let me pair these two together. Oh, because okay. I'm gonna say Elvis and Babylon played similar for me, where mm. I was like, "Oh, these are streaming. Let me watch them." Oh my god, these are three hours long. Yeah. Jeez, come on. And they are long, but I will say Babylon surprised me. I did not think I wanted to watch it. Um, but it was there and it was one of those, okay, let me put it on. I'll probably do other stuff, but it's this way I can just get through it. And uh, I can't say Babylon's a good movie, but I, and it's messy and I can tell you 10 things wrong with it, but I also had a really good time watching it, which shocked Mm. me. I did not think I would enjoy it, but it is funny. It is gross. Everybody is giving very big performances in ways that usually kind of work. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm looking. I have another hour. I have another movie left. I have another entire forty, you know, hour forty of a mm-hmm. movie left. But I'm not mad. Like I'll keep going. This is fine. So enjoyed it more. Um, probably overall enjoyed it more than Elvis. Uh, Elvis is, is it's a little shorter, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there are things about it that work. Austin Butler is a star. Uh, he is great, and he. Um, you could tell this, you understand why he's still talking like Elvis. He put a lot of work into this. It shows the movie looks gorgeous. It's Boz Lerman and his usual mm-hmm. team and Catherine Martin doing the costumes and sets. And it's big. It's Boz Lerman-y. It's loud. It is over the top in every way. Uh, it, I, I was, I couldn't really immerse myself in it. And I think even if I could, it, I would probably ultimately feel like Babylon where I'd walk away saying like, this is far from a perfect, this has a lot of problems, but it had an energy about it that um, I can respect. And I think it did what it wanted to do for the most part. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have two follow-up questions. Please. I have heard other people describe Babylon as gross. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You don't have to like tell me, well, but like, I mean, I you... wouldn't think of that movie is like you using that descriptor for that movie okay the opening shot of the movie i am not kidding about this it is um an elephant's ass as it poops okay fair yeah and then it cuts to a like big bacchanal hollywood party going on where you know people are dancing and there's orgies and there's this and there's that and there's a man there's a woman just urinating on a man so oh, it's that like my there, kind of movie you, totally there is oh my god because um, let me let me throw in another one of the oscar nominated movies i watched which was triangle of sadness oh, me too me too i love that movie oh okay I'm glad, i i didn't love it oh. <laughs> fair uh, well i just in terms of grossness it's like oh if we're talking about bodily fluid being thrashed about on movies here's another one that was that, also nominated for oscars that movie was was wild in that capacity but i feel like by the time we got this probably makes no sense by the time we got to it i felt like it was earned and i was like have at it oh i love what you want to do yeah i love so triangle of sadness for for those who have not seen it it is streaming on hulu so it's readily available uh also a long movie but um and to me it was one that like i didn't i didn't mind its length because i was entered i I was entertained, but I wasn't. Like, there were things about that movie that I really didn't, I just didn't think were great. Mm-hmm. And then when you put it all together, it takes away from more of it. So I loved the vomiting <laughs> and poop and diarrhea. And again, halfway through the movie, you get a bacchanal of bodily fluids being 
shot at the camera. Mm-hmm. I love that. I lo- that was great. I even liked the first act, the um, just when it's the two models having dinner and just kind of their relationship and talking basically about money. Mm-hmm. That worked for me. I hated the Woody Harrelson stuff. I just couldn't stand it. Um, and then by the time we got to the island, <laughs> there, there's a lot going on in this movie, folks. If you haven't seen it, you probably figured that out. I was with it, and then I was, and I I love an ambiguous ending, but like the way, I don't know. I just over like there was something overall when I sat back. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if I watched it again, I'd be able to at least put together my thoughts on it. But there's so much going on that I didn't quite know in the end where I where I landed. Interesting. So I gave it four and a half stars on the Letterboxd app. Um, I clearly really enjoyed it. Um, I I can't really explain why. I just did it all. It was it was what I would call a vibe movie. Mm-hmm. It and and when those hit for me, like it's just I just let it happen and like okay, I I'm on board with whatever you're doing. I don't I don't care. I don't care if I, I'm not even in a zone where I'm thinking, oh, I would do this differently or yeah. oh, this isn't working. I was just like, give it, like, let it happen to me. Because if you gave me a thousand years and a thousand typewriters, I would never, ever come up with anything that I saw. <laughs> it, it is. It is a surprising movie. <laughs> for sure. And maybe I gave it extra points for that because I just had every point I had no idea what was happening and you know I think that might be one of the reasons why I was ultimately a little bit let down because it was surprising me so much for so much of the movie and even the fact that you have these really long conversations with characters who just disappear like all of that I was good with and that it hit a point where I'm like it's not surprising me anymore oh and now it's Mm. over and I think that's where for me um I don't know what would have been done differently or what it needed to have made me feel like walk away satisfied. But I think that was it was that it were moments where I was so high on it. Um, and like the one scene where I'm sure you remember this, where um, one of the very wealthy women on the yacht is in the little pool and she's trying to tell the, basically she's demanding the employee like service her and like, yeah, st- like remember it. I've lived. Oh, it. I know yeah. you have. I knew that you would connect to that yeah. one. And yeah. like that, that whole scene, I'm like, this is, this is so brilliantly done. And so uh, I am so uncomfortable watching this moment unravel um, that I think then to like have gotten to that, I don't know, just to where it, it, it ends. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm left something, something isn't here for me that I wanted to be here. I completely get that. I, I really do. And I, and, and I think if I had had me a slightly different experience with it, I would have been, I, I would have opened the doors to me being a lot more critical. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's where I was at, there's a lot to be critical of. Like if that's sure. where you're, if you're, where you're at with it, but yeah, sometimes something just happens and I'm just like, I don't, whatever, I trust you. Yeah. And, and even though it was a disgusting movie and that's <laughs> what it did push the boundaries of good taste, I never felt like I couldn't trust the, the filmmakers yeah. like I felt like okay well this is going to be unpleasant but there's a there, you're not just doing it to me well to and it's, point, it's not I punching guess? down it's punching yeah. up all the way yep. the, the gross yep. awful things that happen happen to, to wealthy characters yep it's very good point I would I I would love to say I would rewatch it at some point I don't know that I ever would because sure. it is long and there are are unpleasant parts of it but I will think about it forever mm-hmm. probably did you see force majeure 
Um, no, no, it's on it's on a short list though because I have something similar on my on my list. Nice. I've, I've been going through a certain type of movie. Okay, because I mean it's the same, you know, writer director, and yeah. I, that one works for me a little better just because I think it's a little bit more clear-headed about what what it's exploring Mm -hmm. um and it's also again like it is just it is so it it is um one of those things i love of this unspoken thing that exists between people and when it's uncovered what happens then and it it's a good watch i I would recommend you watch it especially if you liked triangle sadness okay i'll bump it up my list because i've been wanting to see that one for years now Mm -hmm. you should yeah uh the same topic of um a, a film or a filmmaker that I trust completely. Uh, my, for me, I, the film I would have put number one on my Oscar ballot were, were I a member of the Academy. Uh, it did win an Oscar and I was very happy because for a while I was worried that it was not going to win, uh, but it was the best adapted screenplay winner, Women Talking. Still have not seen that. I want you to see it. Yeah, I would like to see it. I mean, it's it's Sarah Polly, right? It's Sarah Polly. Oh like. God, it's and it's. Um, I'm actually reading the book now. I did the smart thing, which is I watched the movie first and then read the book, and I'm about halfway through it. And it's it's one of those like it's actually it's it's very close to the to the book, but you can see some of the things the decisions she made, um, that make that movie really really powerful and really. Uh, just well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I am not a fan of Rooney Mara. Correct. Do you want to know who I would have given a supporting actress Oscar to? My God, it was Rooney Mara. When she's good, she's good because I felt like in Carol. She's so good I in think Carol. that she's like yeah. transformative. She is. She, but what was fascinating, and I've always thought to me like, okay, she's one of those actors who can get has can get miscast very easily mm-hmm. um and when she's in the right role it can really work this is a role that you would never put her in because she is playing the the light in this movie she is playing the character who is optimistic and who believes in love and who believes that you know um they can overcome this thing and that they need to talk to each other and like the last person i would cast in that part is Rooney Mara who projects typically a very more kind of a store kind of um, mean model type. Like I've never gotten warmth from her mm-hmm. and she is so warm in this movie. Uh, it is, it's shocking. And, and like, it really was one of those. I'm like, wow. Like, and realizing now, like every, we covered Sarah Polly's other three movies so far. Mm-hmm. And every time it's both directorial decisions, but realizing she is so good with actors, with getting, mm-hmm incredible performances in, in different ways from actors that you have not seen do these things. Yeah. She's, she's phenomenal. I, I can't, I don't know why I haven't watched this yet. I think I'm afraid it'll make me really upset. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've kind of held off. I get it. Like it, it is, again, it's one of those movies that you can, you look at, you're like, boy, I, I am glad this was put in the hands of somebody like Sarah Polly. Cause it mm-hmm. could have gone very wrong in somebody else's hands. Um, and it is not, it, it, there is nothing, you know, it, it is about women who have been sexually assaulted and them deciding what to do about it. And there are certainly, if, if that is something you don't want to deal with, it is hard, but ultimately this is about the women, uh, communicating to each other what they do and what that meant and what they do from it. Mm-hmm. And it is, just to, to have d- its different voices. It is this story of 
something terrible can happen to everybody and we're all going to process it very differently and how do you move forward from it together and i don't know it it really it is a stunning film i definitely i will definitely watch it at some point uh, the movie that I was afraid might beat it for adapted screenplay, not because it in any way should have, but because it was winning a lot of Oscars that night and I was getting very worried. Uh, <laughs> I, I found somehow another two hours and 45 fucking minutes to watch All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. People have liked that. That's great for them. It, okay. Me, you so, haven't. Here's the thing. Um, it is like many big budget war periods at war movies. It looks great, and it's the violence is very well done, and mm-hmm. um, it makes you think war is bad, but it also seems to really enjoy making you think that war is bad. Uh, I don't know. This, to me, like, and I mean, I, I read this book uh, back in college. I, I do think this is one of the, the best novels ever written about war. I, um, I don't know that this movie, and I understand... It's oh it's it's a you know it is a actual german made movie about world war 1 except apparently germans don't like it <laughs> so mm. that i found interesting that it, it was not well received in germany and i just i don't know what it did that differently from any of the other big war movies of recent years that have i get what you're saying you know yeah. like it's combat is terrible and it's visceral and muddy and and awful and watching men die slowly right in front of you is an awful thing to do. Yeah, I know. I learned that from Private Ryan and from, uh, you know, every a whole lot of other movies I can start rattling off. I just, I didn't see anything new here. Um, so it is very surprising to me that this kind of received the reception it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really get it. That's, that's where I'll say. I don't really get it. I, I get that. That happens to me a lot. That kind of like, eh, I don't have a strong emotion about yeah. this. I'm yeah. surprised that you all do. Yeah. yeah. And the worst part about it was its screenplay. <laughs> because really? it even like, it does thing. it adds things. Uh, um, it adds scenes to take away from the combat to show basically how the, you know, the, the authorities and how the, um, the higher parts of the military are prolonging the war. Yeah, that's that's terrible, but it also just took away from the momentum you were building in the scene before by cutting mm-hmm. to a scene of men in a boardroom. So, I, I don't understand a lot of a lot of things, including why that was so heavily uh, loved by the Academy. But it's okay. Sour Polly won. I was happy. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's interesting. It had, that just came across my radar, and I was like, eh, maybe I should watch this. People like it, but I don't know. I uh, I don't really care. Yeah, I. I, I don't I think if you are somebody that um is is fascinated by war on film, it is certainly one to watch to see mm-hmm. um how it is done. But I it just it felt like a lot of misery porn to me, which again, I understand what you're trying to do, but you've also made it look like a big exciting action movie. So what what did you actually do here? So I don't know. It it I would kind of the more it was one of those movies that like was had it not been nominated and won so many Oscars and had, you know, people really championing it, I might have been a little more ambivalent about it. But then the more it kind of was celebrated as doing mm-hmm. something different, I'm like, I don't, but I don't understand what it did different. And I, and I don't know in 2023 if telling the same story, what, if that is worth celebrating, I guess. 
No, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. The only reason I was considering it was because it was being presented as something like different, different, yeah. unique. Diff- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because I'm not really interested on the same. I, that's not my genre. So <laughs> I don't really care if it's just yeah. a lather, rinse, repeat of things. That's kind, kind of what I got from it. But, mm. yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, I did the, finally, this, this was one of those, I was really hoping to watch it before the Oscars. It came the day after the Oscars from Netflix, and then it sat on my um, uh, little DVD shelf for, I guess, a month and then some change. But I, it didn't matter, because again, it didn't win anything, and this was Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Oh, how was that? You know, I did not really want to, I was like, I should watch this. And then after the Oscars, I'm like, oh, I guess I don't really have to. So I'm like, I'm sure it'll be good. And it is good. It is very good. Yeah. Um, it, it, It's like one of those, like, you'd be crutching and you're like, God damn it, he knows how to make a good movie. <laughs> like, it, it is very autobiographical to where, like, you just kind of sit there thinking like, oh, wow, I, I wonder how many kids he knew in high school called him and, were, and said, like, was that me? Was that me? Was that, was that scene from that conversation we had? Um, so it... Like, and I know people's opinions on Spielberg vary wildly, but at the end of the day, you cannot deny this man is a great filmmaker. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, and it's, it, it did touch me. I, I did not know if it would. Um, I, I think, again, it's it's kind of awkward in a way to think um, just how just autobiographical it must have been and Mm -hmm. there is something a little weird about how he about michelle williams as his mother where like any freudian psychologist and such would watch and say you 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 talk to somebody about this because i I think you you have feelings about your mother not not that way like i don't mean it that way it's just it's so like i don't know like i i the more i think back the more i'm like you know that actually is pretty brave of him to put out there all of these things that affected him as a growing up and the watching his parents' marriage unfold and all of this and and where that informed his filmmaking. And it's funny. Like, it really is genuinely funny at times. Mm. Um, it's, it is not something to, like, stop everything. You have to watch this. Because it is ultimately what you think it is. It is the story of him, his coming of age and kind of, you know, what his childhood was and how it eventually led him to a love of film. But it's good. Like it really yeah. is good. It's hard not to say it. Yeah, I think I, I never really doubted if it was good or not. I think for me, it was more like, is this really something that I even care enough about? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 and I don't know that I do, honestly. I what he is doing, and I think this is where it, it's almost like there's a part of me that thinks if another filmmaker we didn't know made this movie. I think it'd be easier to say, okay, there's some problems here that you kind of have to, and I know this, this was the big debacle was whether Michelle Williams should have been lead actress or supporting actress. Mm-hmm. And I, what she said when she was asked that was she said, I, f- I played this, I took this movie and I played this part because I felt like this is her story. And it, it is very interesting to look at it in that guise as it's not. I mean, it is, you know, this is a coming of age about this man who would go on to be Steven Spielberg, but you can see where, A, because it's Michelle Williams, and yeah, she is great mm-hmm. in it. Uh, do I think she should have been nominated over other actresses? Well, I didn't see their movie, so I don't know, but, you know, it still makes me uncomfortable, so I, I won't say anything there. Um, 
as she is finding something very real and very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an argument to be made that this should have just been a movie about her and she should have been the lead and it should have just been a story of a very talented pianist who gets married and settles down and realizes this isn't the life she wanted, but loves her children and doesn't know what to do. And that could have been its own movie Mm -hmm. and probably would have rightfully won Michelle Williams an Oscar for best actress. Um, It, that is not what we have here because it, you know, Spielberg did ultimately did not want to tell only that story. Uh, so I don't know. It's, I'm com- I'm like kind of conflicted when I think through like the bigger ramifications of it, mm-hmm. but it's very good. Yeah. I I might take a crack at it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I like all those people in it too. It's also a really fun, like talk about the Sour Polly connection. There is very much like you can look at it as a sort of like offshoot of Take the Swaltz. I, I was I, every every time anybody talks about it, all I think about is Take the Swaltz. Completely, <laughs> and it like so much because the other man is Seth Rogen. And yeah. It's, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see. So for me, I would just watch Take the Swaltz again. I haven't Which seen it in a while. So. Yeah. so oh gosh, yes. Um, those were my Oscar nominated movies. Do you have any others kind of that fall into that ilk ish? Absolutely not. I'm not classy in the least. You think I am? Wait till you see my horror list. Come on. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. You balance it out. I try. I try. I had one other, like, prestige movie that just never got off the ground. Uh, it was um, The Wonder, which is an adaptation of a novel by Emma Donahue, who wrote Room, which is uh-huh. why I wanted to watch it, because I'd read the book. And I, it, I'd read the book, like, probably months before I watched the movie, but it was still one of those adaptations that was so close to the book that it just didn't, it was impossible for me to kind of measure it because all I was thinking was, are you going to, oh, this is just the telling of the book, but the book had more to it, but you're not doing anything else with it that I'm getting because I'm too familiar with the source material. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's Florence Pugh, who's very good, but also like right away I'm watching this thinking she's way too young. This character is supposed to be, uh, you know, past childbearing age, and this doesn't work the same way mm-hmm. if this is who you cast. But that's because I'm watching the movie of the book I read, so impossible for me to really gauge. But interesting, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, it, I can't say it's, it. It might be good <laughs> for others. I like her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I got a couple of musicals and a comedy. You, well, I definitely don't have any musicals. What you do? Are you telling me, Christine? Make these. You're telling me that you didn't sit down with your husband and say, "Well, you know, we live in Yonkers now, and yet, and yet, and we're both musical theater fans, and somehow we still have not watched Hello Dolly. Let's fix that right now on the Saturday afternoon and watch Hello Dolly." I, I've never seen Hello, Dolly. So I hadn't until recently, which feels oh, like a blind spot for me. It, it really does for you. Yeah. My, like, main reference was, aside from, like, Carol Channing singing it, was Wally because it's a yeah. major point in the movie Wally. Um, So we sit down to watch it. It is, uh, and it was one of those, like, okay, we got, like, a whole afternoon. It's, it's so pretty, again, fairly long, and it's yeah. grand, and was one of the last of the kind of big-budget musicals, which is a shame, um, the reason it was one of the last was that it it did well, it did really well, but it also cost so much to make because musicals are expensive, and this is an mm-hmm. expensive-looking movie. Uh, huge crowd scenes, big dance numbers, directed by Gene Kelly, so lots of dancing. Uh, Barbara Streisand and Walter Matthau, the couple, mm-hmm. power couple of the 70s, obviously, or 60s, 
um, and a very young Michael Crawford from Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed this. This is, if you are a musical fan and you haven't seen Hello, Dolly, you should watch Hello, Dolly. It's on Disney+. Plus. That's how we watched it. Uh, it is really big dance numbers, which you would expect if you're watching a movie directed by Gene Kelly. The, like many musicals of this era, the stories isn't great. It isn't overly, um, things don't necessarily fit. And there's, the problem I had with it was you have kind of three distinct character groups and stories going on. And the movie will spend so much time on one that by the time it gets to the next one, so much momentum is lost from, from character to character. So it didn't fully work for me, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like, it's a big, grand, uh, over-the-top, so many, oh my god, and hats. Christine, so many hats. Oh, lots of hats. Oh, the hats. I, I like a good hat film. Oh, yeah. oh, so many hats. Like, there is an entire, one of the characters is a hat maker. Oh. So it, we, we have a whole musical sequence in her hat shop, and there are hats everywhere, and it, it's so many hats. <laughs> my measure of a good movie, obviously. Uh, my other, like, okay, my other musicals are sort of musical adjacent. So, and you've seen both of them, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, this will be an upcoming episode of, of the Projection Booth, uh, probably in a couple of weeks. I was honored to be joined or to be asked to be on there to discuss Spice World and Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. Two amazing films. Amazing films. films. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Two amazing acts of cinema. Yeah, for real. I saw Spice World in the theater. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, my 16th birthday. My sister took me to see it. Yeah, it's yep. uh, it's a good one. It's so much fun. It's so much that's fun. great. I'm has that yes yet to be recorded? Not as recorded. I believe it is being released. I think sometime early May. So oh, cool. I will well, alert I will, everybody when it comes out. I will be on the lookout for oh, yeah. that. Good, I'd, good I'd love to hear a discussion about about Spice World. <laughs> who? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I know. I, I tell you, you want to talk about um, the? I spend a very good deal of time. Um, looking up reviews from when the movie actually came out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to, if you like, you look at your, if you look in the mirror and you look at your eyeballs and you're like, okay, my eyeballs are fine. Right. Uh, I got my, my, there's the whites and there's my, my, my brown thing right in the middle, my pupil, all that stuff. It's all going well. If you're <laughs> instead like, you know what I really need? I need this thing to pop out of its socket and turn really red and just explode. Then read reviews of how, um, like, esteemed critics wrote about Spice World in 1996. They truly did not get it. It's no. It it truly is a great argument for why you need to have a, a varied group of people covering yes. covering media because, like, of course somebody's going to hate that movie when they don't get it. Yeah, like they just don't get it. So, ugh. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. L- lots of lots of commentary on like oh of course on their bodies and what they look like and um like and how fat they are i'm, I'm sorry what what yeah. um and also like it was a pg rated movie aimed at teenage like teenagers yeah. and yet the amount of weird sex stuff assigned to it by male critics but anyway um when the episode comes out you'll hear it so uh let's see i had a comedy that i know you watched that is sort of a oh, horror comedy okay. And I am just sad to say I didn't like it as much as you did. This was Netflix's We Have a Ghost. Oh, yeah, I did like that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hate it. I just, it it felt to me like such, and would I have felt this way if it was a Hulu original? I don't know. But it just felt like it was the definitive Netflix movie where 
you had good talent in there mm-hmm. and yet it just was stretched out to where I don't know who it was for. I don't know what it was about, really. I I don't know. It just kept, it kept switching gears so many times in a way that I didn't understand what it was, who it was serving by doing that. I don't know. I, I don't disagree with any of that um, at all. There are, of course, well, of course, there are definite issues with it. And, and I think that is because I, I, I believe that it's skewed very young. Like, I think it's a, a, ch- a child's horror movie. I really do. And um, through that lens, I, I, I think I was able to kind of rectify my mm. issues with it. It's not, I, like, Spice World, I don't know that this movie is for me, like, at all. But if I can get to a place where I'm, like, 13 and haven't seen a lot of movies, horror mm-hmm. movies, movies in general, I think it was really, uh, like, effective one of these okay um and it was christopher landon too who i'm always going to be like kind of overly forgiving of mm-hmm. because he's given me so much <laughs> <laughs> i and, get it yeah yeah but uh, your 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 criticisms of it and the why it didn't necessarily work as well for you it's completely i completely see that like you're not i'm not like emily what movie were you <laughs> i get yeah. it for sure well good i'm glad we could still be friends absolutely good um, I have two TV things to, to throw out. Do you have any comedies mm-hmm. before we move there? Oh, uh, <laughs> remember folks, we hate laughter. We like, fear. I don't think fear I have musicals. any, I saw some intention, I think unintentionally funny movies, Ooh. but I don't know that those are comedies. Are they, are they horror? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really, no, I don't have anything comedy. Okay. The, so the TV I had, um, I can't remember if you were watching you. Were you watching you? I watched the first two seasons, got halfway through the third season, and bailed. I could not really. Stand it. Oh yeah. man, third season was my favorite season. Oh, I that was the one with um with all the stuff with uh, what's her face. Uh, her name is Love in the show. Victoria Pedretti. That's yeah, when they're that's in California the, in yeah. the yeah yeah. Couldn't hang. Couldn't oh, hang. Oh man. I have to, I have to go. Uh, I will say three kind of goes up and down, but I thought it finished very strong, except it does something where um, it meant season four. I was like, oh, my favorite character is no longer on the show. So that was um, disappointing in that way. Mm -hmm. And it shifts gears pretty hard. Season four is... Um, if, if you watch like slasher on, on a shutter, like it's very much murder mystery, Mm -hmm. but it did. Oh yeah. I think I did know. I I think I watched like, um, sometimes Tracy and Trixie, sorry, I call her Tracy. Trixie and Katya (laughs) watch Netflix shows. Nice. On, and they do like YouTube videos of them. And I watch a lot of Netflix shows that way. So I think I might (laughs) have. watch them watching this okay because that okay. sounds really familiar what you just said yeah he's in england like he's with yeah, all like yeah, the yeah, yeah. old money people um it was not my, it was probably my least favorite of the season so far i just felt like so much repetition of beats because it i don't know where else they can go and that was why like last season i was excited because they went somewhere new but then mm-hmm. i realized oh no because of the nature of how you ended this season what are we going to do next year? And it was, oh, we're just going to do the same thing, but not quite as 
fun mm-hmm. in a way. So it was, I don't know. I mean, I'll still come back for the next season. I don't know if they've announced how far they're going. Um, but I'll, I'll be back for more because it's still entertaining. But it was, to me, it was a step down. Oh, well, yeah. I, after that third season, I don't know. It kind of lost me. Like, mm. he killed a realtor. Yep. And then, like, and I don't know. It was just like, oh, this feels, like, corny now. Like, it's not intriguing at all. It's just all goofy. Like, fair. I don't know. I, I want to like that. it. Yeah. Me and TV. I don't. Me and TV have a problem lately. I just. I can't connect to a lot of stuff. So now I'm really curious because the last TV I'll mention it feels like something that is very much designed for you. Did you watch Poker Face? I have two episodes left. I think. Okay. Okay. But yes, I am watching it. I we were trying to do an episode a week. I didn't want to rush through cute. it. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Okay. It's cute. Queen. Oh. Queen. How you? I don't actually, so this is another thing that's weird. I don't like binging quote unquote television. Yeah. I don't like, I, if we can get it down to one a week, I would love that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go over two or three a week. Yeah. I just, I, I don't retain it it's, when I watch it all at once. Same, same. I, I look back at shows that I binged and I, I don't remember watching yep. them. Same. And you was one that was kind of like that. It was just, it's so easy to have. And it, it does that thing where an episode ends very much on cliffhanger. So you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 just play the next one. And as a result, and the other thing too, this is just, this is true in general. The dump model of shows, the, the way Netflix does it, which is here's all the episodes at once, have yeah. at it. To me, I hate that so much because it, it is impossible to have conversations correctly about it mm-hmm. because you go to work the next day. You don't know who's, who's, how far anybody has watched anything. So you're afraid of spoilers. You're afraid of spoiling. Everybody talks about it at different times. Yep. You have to then go back and like search for articles about the show. Cause by now, Oh, it's two months over. So nobody's talking mm-hmm. about it anymore. And I, I do. I so, and that's why, that's why HBO has been so successful. There's a lot of, yeah, I'm sure Succession is good. I don't watch it. But part of the reason why it has the conversations going that it does is because everybody's watching it at the same time. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has to come together the next day and go over their theories because they, they've all experienced it together. Yeah. And it makes a difference. And I agree. Yeah. And we didn't binge Poker Face. We did kind of Poker Face every every few nights, I'd say, we'd watch yeah. watch the episode. So. I think that's a good way to do it because Poker Face, what, what, yeah. the strength of Poker Face, I think, for me is that each episode is strong and each mm-hmm. episode is its own story, its yep. own thing, which isn't uncommon in television, yeah. obviously, but to have it done so well where it's part of a bigger story, obviously, but each independent episode is so successful on its own that I don't feel the need to just launch right into it. The next Same. one. Yeah. And I think too, with, with that show um, and I, and I really did like it and I'm really enjoyed it. One of my problems was early in the season, which you've gotten past, so I can say it, was yeah. that the first the first couple of episodes had, had, it was like the first three episodes start the same way where it's somebody yeah. you really like who's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of a bummer for me. Like the first, I'm like, oh, this is so much darker than I thought. I thought it was going to be much kind of more murder she wrote in terms mm-hmm. of tone. And the first three episodes, I'm like, I'm a little depressed because it like, yeah, she's going to solve the case. But at the cost of that means somebody I've liked, I've had I've had to somebody didn't deserve to die has died. And we probably watched the first three episodes. Not again, not every night, but like over the course of a week. 
And I might not have felt that way if it was seven days later, seven days later, and so on. Because um, it just, it's not as obvious when something is similar in beats that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think maybe for me, it was the second episode um, where where it opened that way. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But when they when they do the murder and then they start at the beginning, you get to spend time with those people again. Mm-hmm. So like, I, that's kind of why I didn't. It's like in Fear Street, like when you get everybody back. Yep. Uh, in that third one mm-hmm. like I, I don't care because every i have everybody back again for just a little bit mm, and, okay. and then they die i don't know that softened the blow for me because i'm thinking specifically of the subway episode i believe that is the second yes episode. it's the second one yeah I, and that's the one that I really that got me yeah so much yeah he was such a little sweetie pie but then when i kind of was like okay is this going to be a similar formula on the first one and then when we like come back from commercial um and then it's like oh reset at the beginning how did we get here and now i have him again so i don't know i that softened the blow for me but i completely understand what you're saying because Hmm. i had that thought like yeah like oh no i liked him (laughs) right right yeah Overall, I hope I hope it comes back. Like that's the kind of TV. I, I, I think like. it got renewed for a second good, season. Good. Very good. TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my stuff until we get to horror. So I know you mentioned some action. I do have some action, but I'm going to say, can we pause for a moment? Of course, we can pause for a okay. minute. I'll be right back. Go get yourself a subway sandwich. Thank- that's what I'm going to do. Now it's not gross. <laughs> I want to hold them like they do in Texas, please. Fold him, let him hit me, raise it Baby, stay with me Love the game, intuition, play the cards with spades to start And after he's been hooked, I'll play the one that's on his heart Oh, 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 oh Get him hot and show him what I got. Oh, 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 I'll get him hot and show him what I got. Carry my, carry my, no, he can't read my poker face. She's got to love nobody. All right, give me your action. So I've watched a lot of crap lately. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to cut. I'm cutting. A, I've decided that I'm cutting a lot out of this. I'm, there's a lot that doesn't deserve me to be sp- to talk about it in public. Unless there's something you need to warn people against. Like That's very that true. Them, then you should tell us. This is. I've mostly just been like, oh, this is boring, or yeah. I don't like this. But uh, I've I've been on a bit of a Dolph Lundgren kick. Nice. And I really like when he has dark hair, which mm. is which is not common. It's it's harder to find. I don't know that but, I've seen him do a movie with dark hair. Uh, it's it's my favorite. So we have I have two with dark hair and one not. <laughs> so I watched um, Dark Angel, aka I Come in Peace, which is about in a cop who helps an alien cop get a bad alien is now is Dolph the 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 alien cop no he's just the regular oh cop. he's the regular cop okay does yeah. the does the alien cop look like an alien cop kind of okay 
It was amazing. <laughs> Where did you find this masterpiece? I think it might be on Tubi. Oh, of course it is. But it was, it might be one of the best movies I've seen this year. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. I, I loved it. I really, I really thought, I thought it was really ingenious. I thought the plot was so fun and it was like sci-fi action. Okay. And, and, and Dolph is not just absurdly handsome, but like yeah. also really fun to watch. Yep. Like, so I, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, so that's a high recommend from me. I also, and this is not dark haired Dolph. Um, I watched Showdown in Little Tokyo. Okay. Which I had never seen. I have not seen it. And I don't know where I watched that. Maybe Amazon. I don't know. Um, but less good. Now, so this one is Dolph and Brandon Lee. Mm, oh, wow. And I don't believe I'd ever seen Brandon Lee in a not crow yeah. movie. Well, I mean, um, he, he died so young, so it's hard. So, to... like, I'd never seen him be anybody other than the crow, which is weird to think about, but that was just it. Um so he was the shining star for me in this. Um, nice. He's so handsome and likable and charismatic. And boy, you really feel that Yeesh, loss. Yeah. It's not the best. But I didn't like it as much. I still gave it, I believe, uh, three stars. But it was no Dark Angel slash I Come in Peace. <laughs> no alien cop, buddy cop movie. And then I watched, now see, this is back to Dark Hair Dolph. I watched uh, 1989's The Punisher. I have never seen his version of The Punisher. I did not like it very much. Yeah, I've not heard good things about it. But he is extremely hot, so it's. I guess it's worth it for That's that. That's something. For that. Um, so those are my, my three Dolph action movies. Nice. I also watched, I guess I'll call Cocaine Bear action. Why not? Why not? I watched cocaine, the Cocaine Bear film. Um and I gave it three stars. That might have been generous because mm. I don't really even remember it. Mm -hmm. um, it's on Peacock and, now. I had no interest. My brother really liked it. I'm like, uh, do I throw it on in the background? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, it's it's definitely, it. I think for some people, this just is just like a fucking home run out of the park. I'm not the, that person, but yeah. I still liked it. It was still like... I like the how absurd it was. It was really like bold and audacious. It okay. took fucking it took swings and it was interesting. But All like right. I respect eh, that. Not, not maybe my thing. So here, let me ask you in comparison to a movie that I feel like had a similar kind of um, reception and and all that that I was excited for, and then I watched it and I thought this the, like this is wacky for people who haven't seen wacky movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Snakes on a plane. It's way better than that. Okay, that's good. It's it's like uh, so for me, and it's been a while since I saw Snakes on a Plane. It had that absurdity, that like camp to right. it, I guess. But it for me, it wasn't good. I think Cocaine Bear has those similar things, but is also like a, a competently constructed movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, this is important things to know. Yes. No, it's it's a good. It's like. It, it's a good, it's a, it's a silly movie that's also good. Mm -hmm. It's not just a silly movie. Okay. That... Okay. Good. Um, uh, I guess this is action. So it's, it's a movie called The Puppet Masters. I don't, I didn't talk about this with you. I talked about is this with somebody else. This is the Donald Sutherland early yes. 90s. Okay. Yes. 
which came um, out close to Starship Troopers, I believe. Right? It's around is, the same year, ninety four. Puppet, Puppet Masters is ninety four. Okay, so it's a little bit earlier. Yeah. Why do I associate it? I mean, it's both Heinlein, but I, I feel like there was something else about when Puppet Masters came out. So it's ninety four. So it's two years after the Body Snatchers of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a very similar story, right? I saw, I saw this years ago on cable, probably in like ninety six or so. So the Puppet Masters, to me, if I was gonna if I was gonna say what it was like, I would say it was like the the nineties blob meets the nineties body snatchers. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, there are parts of it that I'm like, is this the blob? Mm, yeah. Like, it feels so much like that, which, you know, I love that movie. Yes, me too. So I guess what I'm saying is a hearty recommend because if those are the two <laughs> movies that it makes me think and of. Those are two great movies of that, those arrows. It's, it's great. It's very much the, the, that movie it's very mm-hmm. much a body snatcher movie and if you like a body snatcher movie which i do Same. this is this is a really good one and i don't remember where i watched this either um there's a lot to like it keith yeah. david is in it I, I should i should rewatch it it's been again probably over 20 years since i saw it so i i yeah yeah i would recommend it i enjoyed it quite a bit nice um let me see i think i have another Oh, I saw 65. I guess that's action. Oh, that's the Adam Driver dinosaurs one? Uh, I, Am I right I've about that? Is it Adam Driver versus dinosaurs? I know nothing about oh, this movie. You're comp- you, that is that is the selling point. That is the synopsis. Okay. That is... <sighs> I oh, don't no. know. It does not sound like that was a happy sigh. No, it was... Mm so bad. Oh, I yeah. really hate I really hated it. So like I yeah. know, a lot of people liked it. Like there are people that thought it was like fun and absurd yeah. and like a, like a romp. But I <laughs> but kind of like what we were talking about cocaine bear. Like so you can have like a fun dinosaur and Adam Driver being like hot and breathing hard, but like it's not a good movie. Mm. Because I I saw most of the people I knew who saw it were basically saying they hated it and it was terrible. And I thought, okay, I'm like, I really hope it's not for Christine. I hope that it's one of those things where everybody feels that way but Christine because I wanted this movie to be good for you. Thank you. I I appreciate that. It's given me a lot of very pretty pictures to look at. But I wasn't impressed by the dinosaurs. I wasn't impressed by the action. Does he he fight dinosaurs or play with them and ride them and and be their friend? They fight them. Okay. so they make a really weird, cho- like a, a choice I didn't appreciate in it. And if you ever see it, we can talk more about it. I'm not going to spoil it or bother to even mention Is it. Adam Driver revealed to be a dinosaur? I think that would have made it exponentially yeah, better. But we did, we watched it. So I actually went to the movie theater Whoa. to see this. We had, when, um, did you see the new Scream movie? I did not. Okay, so we won't talk about that. Not yet. I, yeah. I'm just going to wait until you see it to talk about it. Um, but I decided we were going to start going to the theater like on Sunday night, like an okay. 8 o'clock movie sure. to see movies that I wanted to see. I saw the new Scream movie and, and just absolutely hated it. Mm. And then I saw this one like the following week and, and hated that. Oh. So I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> But but I do think part of it is the theater that we had been going to. The projection is really really bad, and That's so sixty five is now like available to watch somewhere at home. We clicked through it, and it looked visually just looked so much better. Okay. Than it did when it projected. So I might watch it again to like look at it because right. it looked okay, I guess. But yeah, yeah. 
Ah, goose egg sounds like. Yes. Mm. And so what are we doing? Action? I think I have two more. Yeah, go for it. Because all I got left is horror. Yeah, I think me too after this, I think. Um, So I watched a movie from 2015 called Everest. Okay, so um, I have not seen Everest. I feel like I remember when Everest came out, but I might be mixing it up with like seven other mountain-y climbing (laughs) movies that came out around the same time. You might have, because this one didn't permeate at all for me so it's this is like a really weird good cast right yep jason clark josh brolin john hawks sam worthington um and then also jake gyllenhaal for a minute what yeah uh elizabeth debecky um mia goff this doesn't this sounds it's like weird how good that cast is so this is I will say, I gave, I believe that I liked this movie more than the average person. Mm. Um, so it's about climbing Everest. What? I no, know. a title like that. So, like, it's based on a real story, too, I think. So, like, the people that, it's really unusual who dies, you know, because who dies isn't, isn't like, um, organized by, like, the most famous actor mm. or the most, or the most, like, centered character. It's okay. Just, is who factually who actually perished. died. Ooh, okay. That, that and, appeals to me. And that added a little zing to it. Sure. Also, it is deeply upsetting, mm. super wild. It, it seems like the worst fucking thing that's ever happened, ever. I see. Okay, was there cannibalism? Um, <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Where do no, I watch this? I'm, I'm no, on No, 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 no. Oh. Hold on. I had to think. Okay. No. But there is a lot of gross freezing bodies. Mm, okay, all right. Like pieces and parts. But I, I really did like it. All right, you you you've sold me. I like a good. I I I watched many episodes of I Shouldn't Be Alive. I like a good survival story. So this this is a this is working for me. It was it honestly it was it was a good. If that's what you're looking for, this is a good version of that. Okay, okay, for sure. Got it. Nice. Um, oh wait, I might have two more. Anyways, I watched the new Shazam movie and I didn't like it. Mm. But I, I didn't was, see the other one, but I know people, sounds like people liked the first one and did not like this one. Yeah, I I think, I didn't want to watch it, but like, I also, I live with a person. So like, <laughs> sometimes it just happens, and, and I knew I wasn't going to like it, so like, not sounding any alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I watched this movie, this is the last one, I think, that was so wild and so strange. <laughs> it is from last year, and it is called The devil conspiracy i've never heard of this it's like a action horror movie okay tell me more let me pull it up oh okay i'm liking the cast uh peter mensa who was on spartacus Um, oh really oh yeah he was oh he was uh spartacus the the showtime or stars yeah yeah. Yeah. he was uh doctore i think was his character's name um, big, intimidating, but sensitive presence. Very, very great there. Shirt off a lot of times. Oh, um, I didn't recognize anybody. Okay, so, like, on Letterboxd, if you go to the bottom of the Devil Conspiracy listing, it's got End of Days, Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, those are the movies that it's like. So imagine if there was, if Legion was good. Now, Legion is a movie <sighs> that I really wanted to like. God, like, Legion really... is one of the best trailers i have ever seen it for is a movie. right yep fully <sighs> that trailer yep. sold me so hard on that movie 
I went to the theater to see it. I, 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 it would have inspired me to have gone to the theaters. I forget why I didn't, but I remember being bummed that I didn't go to the theater to see it. I, I, so if you look at the reviews for this movie, people don't really like it. Okay. It's, it's like religious action horror. It is deeply religious, but I won't ever say that it, it didn't feel like overtly Christian or sure. preachy. Um, and then the, the lead woman, it's kind of like a bring the devil back from the dead movie. That's not a spoiler, okay, okay. but the lead, the lead woman is like, has the devil in her at some points. And it, it's not like, she's just like there. She has a lot of agency and mm. they give the, the actor a lot to do. Like she has a lot to do as, as like a person cast in the role, but also as a character. And, and there's a couple really gross parts. It's hyper violent a couple nice. times. It's a weird movie. So this is a tentative recommend for people. Um, if you like action horror, like End of Days, like Legion. Like the trailer for Legion. It, it scratches a certain itch. But if you're mm. like, I don't like overt religious overtones. I don't care about God and the devil and reincarnating Jesus. Then like, uh, go ahead. There's nothing for you here. Leave. Yeah. No, that, I mean, but that's I one of those, like, like it's just such a fun story. Like, I am not I Christian. Did. I was raised with a little bit of that education, so I know some of the beliefs and such. And if I watch an end of days Jesus-y movie, it's not because, oh, I believe this. But it's a fun story, and it's a story you can do a lot with. So, yeah, I think that that is fully this movie. Nice. It's, it's a goofy, weird, interesting yeah. story and take on this stuff. And, um... I, I was fully entertained. Every time I pop open a Legion-style movie, this is what I hope to get, and I actually yep. got it. Nice. Okay, you've sold me. You've, you've sold me a few movies today. I've got. Oh well, yeah. that's what I'm here for. I think. <laughs> yeah. I had like so I want. I have a couple non-horror that aren't action. Like I watched Murder Mystery Two. Oh, that was the, you. You were. I think you mentioned these ones. This is the Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston ones. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like a, a super fan of the first. <laughs> murder mystery movie i think maybe like the first murder mystery is like a four and a half star for me okay this one was a little less enjoyable but it was still really good i don't know what it is about these movies that i love but they really work for me good um what's the other one you mentioned uh, i watched footloose for the first time (gasps) you burying the lead much (laughs) my gosh christine I i did yep i watched it Okay, well, tell me what you thought of it. I mean, so Footloose is one of those movies, and this happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, I I knew what it was about. Like, I know what Footloose is about. So- and there are so many probably random moments that are very cultural that yeah. you just are jarring because you've, you've seen that scene, whether you, but you've not actually sat down and yep. watched it. Yeah. Yep. And, and so I, I'm glad that I've seen it, but I don't know if I have any new appreciation for or understanding of like I got it I already knew but like um yeah it was I I think I gave it three stars I enjoyed watching it but like I don't know I it's that thing like you're right I've seen it parodied yeah I've seen it examined I've seen it's referenced it's cultural Mm -hmm. impact like I get it all and then to watch it is like yeah what I expect. I do still think when, because I, again, I've seen this movie many times, but I watched, sat down and watched it with Brannon maybe about two or three years ago because he had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And I really, I'm like, I, I want you to watch this because I think it is, um, A, I think it's one of those things that I think like you have to see. 
But to me, what is surprising about it, for somebody who's never seen it and kind of thinks they know everything, I do think the John Lithgow and Diane Wee stuff is yeah. really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just that that he is playing a character that I think could easily just be a very one-note villainous um, fire brimstone preacher. Yeah. But he true. finds the humanity there, and that character is not all black and white. He has a story he has inner stuff going on and his wife has a whole world unto her unto herself and it's Diane Weiss so she can do all of that in two lines and yeah yeah I, oh. I agree I obviously I would never if like oh, if you haven't seen Footloose don't bother right. no like watch it it's it's worth watching yeah. and I think it is a better movie than it got credit for back in the day oh absolutely yeah, yeah definitely yeah all right so are we onward to horror I have so I have so much crap. I'm going to have to... I do to too. It's great. Throw them at me. Pull some of this. Come on. Come oh, on. Give you, me something. You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Well, I rewatched Halloween Ends and it's a perfect movie, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I might have had to... Um, there might have been some editing guffaws there. It sounded like Christine said Halloween Ends was a good movie. Just ignore that, people. Ignore the, what she just said because she's wrong. But, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm tickled by it. So I've... I've been looking for horror movies of a certain ilk that I've never seen before. Okay. So I watched a movie called Open Graves. Is that the one with Eliza Dushku? It is. I've seen this one. Do you Describe the it? plot of this movie. Yes, it is. Okay, so uh, this guy finds an old board game that was. Emily, he, it's like I Jumanji. watched this March 4th. <laughs> I couldn't have told you that without <laughs> reading the synopsis. I know I wrote about it. That's how I remember. <laughs> it's um, it's a Jumanji-esque movie with a haunted board game, but you can't stop playing once you start. Yeah. Eliza Dushku is there. I yep. think it has like a butterfly effect ending, if memory serves, right? Where it's like they're able to pretend they never played the game. Well, she's the she's like a, a bad thing in that she's Shh. the one making thing like it, oh god i'm so sorry you guys i hated this movie i don't know it's it not good about. i can tell i can tell everybody that i re- i remember it because probably because it was her like and it felt novel enough because it, it's a weird timing of a movie it's like 2005 or so right it, it's this weird 2009. time 2009 Which oh wow weird. yeah Very she late. did yeah. so many really I, I, she's in a lot of movies from that era that are like the definitive I don't remember this movie but I know it happened movies yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them yeah I think part of the thing at the end is like that she is an an, an all-knowing entity that has lived for I don't know maybe I'm making that up you might I I don't know I mean you watched it fresher but I apparently have a better memory than you do for something I watched seven years ago it, because it was it was boring and yeah, difficult to good. follow yeah. it made it did the two cardinal sins it was hard to follow and boring, and boring. i don't know yeah stop it just yeah i know <laughs> but i i mention it because it was absurd and if you want to watch something absurd nice. there you go nice okay talk about absurd i have one that i know you saw because i remember you <gasps> talking about it okay uh this has two titles amazon keeps doing this by the way as of late i keep watching movies on amazon and then when I try to find them on IMDb, it's really hard. So yep. I have to find an actor's name and do it and then cross-reference what the title is. Because on Amazon, this movie is called Down. Oh! 
Yep. What did you watch? Uh, in other places, it is called The Shaft. Either way, this is the killer elevator movie from 2001 starring Naomi Watts and a million other people. So we haven't talked about it because I just watched it, right? Right. You watched okay. it and you were like, there's a killer elevator movie that you have to see. And I was like, okay, noted. And I had forgotten that I put it on my queue. And then one day I'm like, oh, what can I download and watch at the gym? And I'm like, okay, the, oh, this is a killer elevator movie. Okay, cool. And then I, it starts and I see that. I'm like, what, what the f- My God, who isn't in this movie? It's a this, lot. This movie this is a movie, lot. <laughs> it's so wild. So Eric Fail, I I guess that's how you say his name. He plays Jeffrey in it. So He's this like, is uh, J- uh, James Hurley from um, Twin Peaks, right? No, no, that's James Marshall. James Marshall, okay. The other brown-haired guy in this movie. Okay. Who's, he was actually in Puppet Masters. Oh, nice, nice. So the entire time I'm watching this elevator movie, I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And then I glance at his IMDb and he has like six entries. And I'm like, I've never seen him in anything. <laughs> T- 20 more minutes go by. Why does he look so familiar? <laughs> and I finally look and I'm like, oh, wait. I oh, think his I seventh saw entry, his, yeah. His, like one of his only other major yep. motion pictures. But anyways, this movie is so good, right? <laughs> so what's really funny, I'm watching this, and I realize as I'm watching this, I start, you know, kind of doing some research because I need to know more. I'm like, oh, it's a remake. Oh, yep. it's the same director. Yep. I'm like, what, The Lift, right, The Lift. Wait a minute, did I watch The Lift? And I had to look up, yes, I watched it, yes, I wrote about it, but I didn't remember it because The Lift is, is like, The Lift is one of those movies that you tell me it's a killer elevator movie, and I'm like, whoa, and I watched it. And I was that, like, uninspired by it that I didn't remember that I'd even seen it. Yeah, I get, well, I just, I can't even remember the name of it, that uh, Open Graves. Open Graves, yeah, version. exactly, <laughs> right? Like, but this is a killer elevator movie. Like, it's hard yeah. to forget a killer elevator movie. Um, Down or The Shaft is, it is, I mean, it's terrible, but it it is one that, like, I will say, for me, it was very front-loaded. Like, the first 45 minutes, oh, I'm, my sure. jaw's on the floor with, like, this is bananas. Yeah. And also, it's it was, I think it, when it was, like, I think it came out in 2001 before 9-11, but it's one of those movies yeah. that you're like, yep, oh, this yep. movie is never going to be shown again, because it is the Empire State Building having an evil elevator. There's so mm-hmm. many terrible terrorism jokes. Like, nope. It is it, wild, right? It is wild. It is weird. Everybody is like nobody is giving a very good performance, but you don't blame anybody. You're like, no, no, Naomi Watts is clearly doing what she's being told to do. Mm-hmm. But boy, it, was she probably like, can we bury this movie? Because my like, please, I'm so good in Children of the Corn Part Four. I am not good in Down because nothing in this movie is going to play right because nobody's going to understand what, what what we were trying to do here. It's wacky. It is very wacky. Yep. And having two Twin Peaks actors so yes. front and center, it makes it even weirder mm-hmm. somehow. So we've become obsessed with the director, Dick Moss. Dick Moss, um, yes. So we're definitely going to be watching the, the, one, the, the film that this is a remake of. I think it's on Shutter. It was for a while. I think so. Also, we we just signed up for a new like boutiquey streamer that Ooh, has a lot you. of like Blue Underground and oh like, nice. That, and I know there's releases of of that, but also there's a Dick Moss documentary. Mm. So when I watch that, I'll I'll let you know. Please do. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to know more. Me too. Clearly, an interesting fella. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another one that I know you watched. Okay. Um, and I think I fall on the same side of you where it's like, oh, 
this movie, I want to like this movie. I like it. I'm enjoying it, but I can't say it's good because it's not doing any of the things it could be doing. Mm-hmm. This is also a Shutter movie. Oh. Off season with Jocelyn Donahue. Oh, there was so much I liked about that, but then other, it just kind of crumbled. It, it's like, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're watching this. You're like, this is the movie I want to watch. Yes. But you're not very good at being that movie. <laughs> Yes, I like that movie. Yeah. I guess maybe if you if you if you gave me the pitch, if even if you gave me a summary, well, I'd be I like, even think Give that it. script. It's it's a writer director, and I liked his other movie. I liked he did a movie called Carnage Park that's really brightly lit, like it's a, it's a mm-hmm. desert horror movie, and I really liked it. Oh, what what is it called? Carnage Park. Oh, I don't know. With what Pat Healy and Ashley Bell from Last Exorcist. Oh, uh, I'm gonna, somewhere. It was on Netflix. I'm sure it's down. streaming somewhere. And like, it was one of these movies where I start watching this movie. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is a case where it's like first time filmmaker or writer directing his own stuff for the first time. Because it's so dark. I can't see anything yeah. in this movie. And then I'm like, this is so weird because his other movie was so brightly lit and it worked because of that. And this is, it's like, uh, it's going for a tone. And I'm there with it because I want that tone so bad, but I don't know that it actually gets that tone. I think I mm-hmm. want it to be there, so I, I I accept that it's there. I I'm I yeah. So I have a lot of feelings about movies being too dark, and there's been a couple articles, yep. like good articles lately, about like people's saying why or yeah. why they think, and I and I find all that really fascinating. That wasn't the issue that now that you're saying it, I remember feeling that way, but that wasn't even my issue with no. it. So much of it I liked because isn't Joe Swanberg like the he's guy? the boyfriend, yeah. So it's Jocelyn Donahue and Joe Swanberg, in my opinion, indie horror royalty, totally like not, yeah. not to be like a 2000s simp, but like <laughs> I, I loved seeing them, Same. and then like the basic conceit yeah, of the it's movie. Messiah of Evil, essentially. Like, yeah. You're completely I'm there for it. right. I love seaside towns. Yeah. I love weird shit. I just weird I love locals, weird shit. right? Weird yep. bars that nobody's allowed in. Yeah. It's it's better w- remembering it is yeah. better than watching it because so, so much of it was strong. But then like the execution for some of it was just so like I don't know. It didn't yeah. do the story justice. It's weird. Well, it's vague. And yeah. I mean, so is Messiah of Evil, which is fine. But then it doesn't, it gives us these details that we're supposed to take. Like, yep, yep, at yep. one point, they they talk about how, like, her mother was an actress. And, she, you know, she was known as a problem child. And you're like, that doesn't really track with this character that I'm being presented with. What does that mean? But it doesn't so, go anywhere. We don't know. We exactly. don't know anything. Even her relationship with Joe Swanberg. Mm-hmm. We we don't understand what they're are they together are they divorced are they like it's so unclear and that's okay if but it's okay if I'm not bothered by it and I, another movie I'd compare it to was Dark Waters which is a, a, was one of the ones that comes up on the folk horror documentary yeah uh, and I watched it and I loved it and it's similar it's again it's this very similar story of woman goes to this mysterious island where her father used to be and there's something wrong there. And it's also Cthulhu and, and, and all that yep. stuff. And that's a movie where I'm like, yeah, I don't know what was going on. There was clearly stuff that didn't make sense. I didn't care when I watched it because I was so sucked in. And off-season well, doesn't suck me in because it's not well, that good. I, yeah, and I think part of that is, at least for me, now that you're talking about it, was that it's okay if things are vague or open-ended sure. or unclear. But 
don't bog me down with other details that don't yeah. actually play into the story that you're telling. Yeah. Like, right, like, is I, she an unreliable narrator? No, I don't think so. But there's yeah. one line that could make it interesting, but it doesn't. Yeah. It was mm. frustrating because I'm like, there was a, there was something here. I, I agree with you. It yeah. lives very large in my memory yeah. because of the amount of cool stuff it yep, did. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, give me another one. Oof. So I watched a movie called Dead Man. Oh, here, here's a perfect example. It's called Dead Man's Curve or The Curve. I think I have seen this. Tell me more. It's um, Matthew Lillard. Carrie Russell and Michael Vartan. Oh, is this the if you, your roommate dies, you yep. get straight A's? Because totally. this yep. came out the same time as another Gossip. movie. Dead Man on Campus. That was it. Oh, Dead Man on Campus. Yeah. And there's another movie that's similar to this, too. Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a weird, weird, right? Did I see this movie? This is what I'm trying to remember if I actually watched it. I feel like I'd remember if I did. So I don't think I did. I I didn't like it. Okay. It's, it's not, you know how sometimes like, with those late 90s movies, like, maybe you go back and it's better than you remember. Yeah. Or or maybe you're like, oh, I can't believe I missed this. What mm-hmm. a hidden gem. No, this is neither, yeah. <laughs> neither of those things. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't stunning. I didn't love it. But Matthew Lillard is in it. So we were doing like some, we were watching a lot of screens. Nice. To, to ramp up for the new one. So I was like. Let's throw a Matthew Lillard movie. Yeah, I always like seeing him on screen. Me too. He's fun. Yeah. We rewatched um, 13 Ghosts, which is now a movie that I love. That is a movie that um, I, I like a lot. I think the, again, the monster designs of that movie are outstanding. <gasps> and so good. That, you know, I'm surprised they haven't tried to remake that just to actually like take those ghosts and make a movie out of them. Because they're yeah. so, they're iconic. Like they really are especially I think to people a little bit younger than us, mm-hmm. I have seen like tattoos of those characters on people like that. That, it, that jackal, the yeah, jackal, yeah, the, head yeah, the, yeah. the head in the box. Yeah. Like um, people cosplay that regularly. Totally. Like you, yeah. It's, which is so strange and interesting, but I agree with you. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. They do a lot of world building. Yes. That it almost feels like, well, you didn't have to do all this, it's like, but I like that you did. Yeah. It's like you, this movie doesn't quite deserve to me anyway. Like, I don't think the movie they made deserved all the stuff they did because it, it's this very, like the violence is really R rated and heavy, but the story, it's a family and they don't want to kill anybody in the family. And it's this weird mishmash that feels very nineties in that way of wanting to be, wanting to, to be a horror movie, but not wanting to actually, you know, commit to certain yeah. things. And today I get it. Today I'm much more forgiving of that than I was back in the 90s and early 2000s. But at the same time, like, there's a hard R version of that movie that I will I would want to see. Yeah, that's a little less saccharine about yep. certain things. Yeah, and but, I mean, that ending is very, very much that. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, for me, it's the, it's the, it's the weird lore and the set yeah. is just like, that house is something else. Yep. It's really, it's really fun to watch. Agreed. Let me see what else I got. Um, this was, uh, you said dead, so I'll jump off of that. Brandon had never seen it. Um, we watched Dead Ringers. I had, it's been a couple of years since I'd watched it. I've never seen it either. You've never seen Dead Ringers. I'm too afraid to watch uh, movies like that. I think you can handle it. 
Uh, really? there's, well, you know that there, there's a new Amazon series with I Rachel do. Weiss as Jeremy Irons. And I, I wanted to, I want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. And so I said to Brandon, like, let's see if you want to watch that. Well, um, and he didn't really care for Dead Ringers, I think. Um, he's sitting right next to me, so he can tell me. Uh, my love, would you like to? No, he's just shaking his head. Uh, no, okay. Oof. All right. Dead Ringers, <laughs> where, what do you have to say about Dead Ringers? It's okay. I just what do you do? Oh, okay. He'll leave it at that, which is that he didn't really care for it. All right. I mean, fair, fair. It's when you rewatch, like it's not a perfect script. Um, there are story parts to it where you feel like things don't quite. The pacing doesn't quite work, maybe the way it should. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Jeremy Irons is fantastic. I mean smoking hot too so there's stuff there but i'm telling you those movies scare me interesting (laughs) i'm I'm such a baby i don't know what happened to me (laughs) um let me see you give me another one as i look through mine oh no i don't know if i want to talk about it but i'm gonna (gasps) um so wrong turn the remake or the original no the the original i've never seen it that's okay so people like this movie right so i haven't watched wrong turn in a really long time i remember when it came out i probably watched it on video maybe a year after and i thought wow this is cool to have this movie because it feels like a return to remember wrong turn is what 2004 this this says 2003 but okay you know yes so basically the, the headspace I was in was 90s slashers were very much aimed at, te- were very tame. Yeah. And Wrong Turn felt like the f- one of the first steps in kind of saying like, no, no, no if we're rated R, we're going to be rated R and we're going to go for it. And I don't think, I didn't, even then I thought, this is, this is surprising with how much that this feels like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um I have not rewatched it in a very long time, so I have no idea how it holds up. Uh, it sounds like it did not for you. Yeah, I didn't. So I don't remember anything about it, which again is a is a really bad sign. I'm watching too many movies lately. <laughs> like I'm like a lot of movies, and and some of them just dump out of my head immediately. And this, other than the fact that Eliza Dushku's in it, and Jeremy Sisto. And 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 Desmond Harrington is that Desmond Harrington? That's right. Yeah, I so I like everybody in it, and I can picture everybody in it, but then I don't know what they do. So it's almost- <laughs> they run away from um, uh, very angry West Virginians. I so I think what I'm learning in my later years is that I really like Eliza Dushku. Yeah, like I think I I know that back many moons ago, a big critique was that her acting was very wooden and not good. Uh, in hindsight, I don't know if I believe that. Like, I'm not saying she's winning Oscars, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think she's as bad as people say. Yeah, I agree. She's like a bright spot in this movie. She's really beautiful, fun she, to watch. And she, that kind of role, she was, and still probably is, a really good, like, action heroine. She yeah. looks like she can run away and climb trees and fight. And she is a good final girl type character or type type actress for those kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't hit for me at all. 
Yeah. And so I'm not going to watch the the other ones. It's I would just kind like of a- recommend two. So it's, oh man, again, it's a long time Ooh, since really? I saw two. I loved two when I saw it. Interesting. It's very, a very different tone. It's very funny. Um, a weird good cast. Like Henry Rollins is, is in it. Um, so there's that. But like there's other random actors who are like real actors, I think. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched it, so I could be wrong. Um, I loved it, but I have not watched it in a while. It might be one of those things that I loved in 2007 and watch now and I'm a little bit embarrassed that I loved. So I don't know. I could be wildly wrong, but I really liked it the first time I saw it. Um, interesting. So maybe I will. It's just so weird at this point to have like a franchise that I just haven't engaged with. Right, right. That's one of the, it's always been on my radar. And then I was like, is this going to be too gross or too upsetting? Because I know people say it's pretty extreme. But I think the sequels get much gorier because they were all also like direct to video or whatever they were. And they like, and again, it's post-Saw, like it's that era when everything has to be really gross and and heavy. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking 2 was smart. 2 is directed by um, somebody of note whose name I can't remember. It's the guy who did the other thing that is a thing that people talk about. Wrong Turn 2 is directed by Joe Lynch. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. That. You know, the guy who did the thing and the other thing. Um, so yes, I, I would recommend giving to a shot. I, again, okay. it might have aged very poorly. I don't know, but I really liked it at the time. Okay, I might I might give it a shot. There's just so much there to mine. It feels weird to just not. But from what I, I never watched anything after two, because I heard three and I think three and four were like filmed. It was one of those like filmed at the same time, packaged for like sci-fi channel or something. Yeah. Where I, everything I had heard had told me just stop at two. And I did. And I really liked two. And that's been my experience with the wrong turn movies. Interesting. Okay. Noted. Um, all right, so a thing I usually really like in horror, I love a good cornfield, right? Give me a good cornfield, yeah. I'm there for it. This movie was on Peacock, and it kept floating around. I'm like, all right, this sounds fun, called Escape the Field, where a bunch of people wake up in a cornfield, and they don't know why they're there, but something's hunting them, and they have to get out of the cornfield. Uh, it is it any good? No, not um, really. It's not terrible. Um it, there's a few people you recognize in there. It feels like it sh- like it should be nobody recognize, but yeah. um, Theo Rossi is in there. He was he's been on oh, every okay, TV cool. show you've watched. And what's his name? The guy who is a twin brother that isn't a twin brother, uh, who was in a whole bunch of stuff in the late '90s and early 2000s. One of the Ashmores. One of the Ashmores. Yes, I think it's we one were... of the Ashmores. Or yeah, it's the guy we... who looks like one of the Ashmores. We were just talking about one of the Ashmores yesterday. One of them has a really interesting filmography. I can't tell the different them apart. I can sometimes. You know what it is? I can't remember which name belongs to which, but one of them was Iceman in the X-Men movies and one yes. of them wasn't. And that's the only... Are we I'm sure like, they oh. both just weren't the Iceman? Like, it no. seems like they could have been. Oh, you want to know what's really funny? I'm wrong. It wasn't an Ashmore. It's Shane West. <gasps> Who um, I also think is an honorary Ashmore. No, I get that. They're all the same, right? They're like actually like he's the he's the triplet and he, he did the Emilio Estevez thing where he changed his name to not be confused with the other Ashmores. So Shane West, but also and I know this is unsupportable, but I'm just giving my vibe. Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Um I mix That's him just the feeling up. I have. So Chad Michael Murray I mix up with other um 
there's like three of them. There's the super, who's the other super, was Chad Michael Murray in Supernatural? No, that was Jensen. See, I think he's both of them. I think he's the Supernatural <laughs> boys. Because they were also all in horror movies. They're all in My Bloody Valentine or Friday yep. the 13th. Yep. They're all the same man. You're not wrong. There was a time period where all of these boys, because Chad Michael Murray is in the, um, oh, and that other, and the other boy from Supernatural are both yeah. in the House of Wax remake. Yes, exactly. You see my, my confusion. <laughs> There's yeah. probably an Ashmore there somewhere. He was probably made of wax. I don't know. Sad, sadly, no. But did you ever see that movie he, one of the, those boys was in where it's all foggy and there's a weird mask? Let's just drop it because I can't remember <laughs> what it is. I probably did. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what movie was I. Oh, Escape the Field with not Sean Ashmore, but Shane West. See, okay. their first names are very similar. So you can see why I get confused. Um, Yeah, this... Uh, it's not terrible, but, and, like, what I liked was that normally in these movies, it's very quickly that, like, they all, everybody is against each other, and they're all fighting, and in this one, like, they actually were all like, hey, we have to work together. Okay, yeah, you're right, and I appreciated that, but that being said, it just, it was really darkly lit, and I don't Uh understand why you would set a movie in a cornfield. And then have it be gray and overcast. The whole point of a cornfield is that it's sunny and the corn glistens and it looks scary. And this just didn't get that memo at all. And it really hurt the viewing experience for me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Do you have any corn-related movies? Sadly, I don't have any corn-related movies. But I did watch a movie that I think was on Amazon. Uh, or we Prime, as we call it. <laughs> um, Evil Eye. Do you know of the movie of which I speak? I don't think so. It has that beautiful girl in it. <laughs> that, um... be- that beautiful girl that was in Save Yourselves. I have to go look up her name because I don't know it. Okay. I know the actress you mean. Oh, Sunita Mani. And I might have okay. said that Okay. Wrong. I'm, I'm yeah. seeing it now. This is a good cast. It's uh, also um, Sarita Shutteroy, who oh, I also yeah. like a lot. So good. So the cast... The cast is what why I showed up to this. Um, it's a little thin plot-wise. It's very much... It's not surprising in a lot okay. of ways. And it really is whenever um, whenever the f- main female protagonist isn't on screen, you'll be like, well, where is she? Mm. What's she up to? Yeah. It doesn't really have much else going for it other than how just fucking scene-stealing she is. For... For I like when uh, when horror tropes and like kind of base ideas are channeled through like a different culture's lens. Yeah, you can get like really interesting takes that you never would have expected. Mm-hmm. And I think I wanted more of that here, mm. and I got it a little, but not enough for me to ignore things like its budget. <laughs> And okay. it's pacing, but I would never tell anybody not to watch it because there's so much good stuff. It's it sounds it's good to know going in that it's not going to wow me, but it sounds interesting enough for me to give a shot. Yeah, to. and I think maybe if I had known I wasn't going to be wowed, mm-hmm. I would have had my expectations in a different yep. place. Yep. But yep. it was it was definitely worth looking at, and and that and that young woman is, is should be. Yeah, in she everything. was also on Glow. Yeah, she's yes, great. she was on Glow mm-hmm. too. That's true. I remember because I watched some of that. She's should be twenty times more famous than she yep. is. Yep. Yeah. So good. Um. All right. Another. I'll go with an, a one that also had a low budget that 
This is a movie. This is another one of those Amazon movies that has a different title everywhere. On Amazon, it is called Hunted. On everywhere else, it is called Hounded. Oh. It is a... You're going to figure out where this is going quickly. Um, a, a group of young, like, thieves go to rob a very, very wealthy house. Uh, the owners come my home. My favorite thing. Uh-huh. The owners come home and things go bad and they wake up on like this, you know, country British countryside estate where they realize the wealthy, you know, blue-blooded, uh, very, very aristocratic British people are doing a fox hunt where they are the prey. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this is not, it, there is nothing about this movie that's amazing or game-changing. Like, this, that's what the story is. It is a most dangerous game, people being hunted. But there are things about this that I'm like, I'm going to keep my eye on this filmmaker. Because it is, uh, the, it's clearly a low budget. Um, everybody is good in it. It's actor, I've, I didn't recognize anybody except the main, like, bad, the main villain is, is a British actress who's like, has this rich voice and then you look her up and of course she played Ophelia and, and, and every Shakespearean role and she's just so memorable. But also like there's things about this movie that were very um, thoughtful decisions where you have your four like young people and you don't really know their relationships with each other of why they're working together. Uh, like two of them are brothers, the other, like you're not sure if the other ones are co- a couple or what. But, like, they work, again, like, shit goes down, and they help each other, and they work together, and they're actively, like, sacrificing themselves for each other, and saying, like, I'll be bait, you go run, and all that. <laughs> and when one of one of those four basically, like, kills their attackers, and he doesn't mean to, he, like, sets a trap so that it will distract them, but one of the guys dies, like, this kid is like really upset by the fact that he just killed someone Mm -hmm. and it's something that you don't have in most of these kinds of movies because the filmmakers aren't thinking about that aspect of this story yeah and i found that really like oh oh you you are doing something a little richer than you needed to for this movie Mm -hmm. that's Um, interesting yeah and it even like the ending i really liked like it had like it it the villains are very villainous, but there is also a logic to them. Um, and again, this main woman is just so watchable that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued to learn more. So it's, it's, it's a recommend, like, it's not going to blow your socks off, but if you're looking for this kind of movie, if you like that kind of story, which I do, it's a surprisingly um, rich telling of that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I like that. I like when you can see, that somebody's trying something. Yep, yep. It's important. That you're like, yeah, you're like, all right, this yeah. might not have hit, but but maybe later. I felt that way about Mike Flanagan when I yes. saw Absentia. I yeah, was like, totally. I don't like this movie, but I think you're there's on stuff to here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that movie more than you do, but it's also a movie that you're like, I see. There's things, decisions you've made that other filmmakers would not have made here, and I yeah. can see that, and I appreciate yep. that. Yeah. Uh, I have a few more. What what else you got? I have a couple more as well. This is not horror, but I forgot to mention it. So I'm just going to shove it in. Sorry. Um, I want to say that everyone should watch Missing. I still have not seen Searching. And I feel like I need to see that before I see Missing. You don't. Okay. Absolutely not. So I thought Searching was fine. Searching gave me um, some 
some reshoot vibes. Mm, like okay. maybe this wasn't the original ending. There's a, a plot thing that happens in searching that I go like, I'm all set. Okay. Missing top to bottom. Nice. Worked. It worked. And I love Storm Reed. I think she is just oh, yeah, cat's she's pajamas. Great. I love her. And and she's so good and charismatic. So that's my recommend. Nice. Let's just be missing. Okay. Um, but then my horror movie. Have you seen Nocebo? I have not. It's on my Shutter to watch list. Okay. So it's uh, Lorcan Finnegan, and I could have just butchered that first name, <laughs> but uh, he did Vivarium. He directed oh, Vivarium. Oh, I did not know it was him. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't either until I actually bothered to look into it. Yeah. And that's what made me watch I it. I love Vivarium. I know. So in this, this, so Eva Green and Mark Strong are yeah, in this and as I well. I love Eva Green. I know. So it's good. And I recommend it. Nice. But I don't think I liked it. Fascinating. But I think it's a good movie. It mm-hmm. executes. It okay. has a point of view. But it didn't work for me. So I'm mm. very curious. I gave it three and a half stars. And I'm sitting here saying it didn't work for me. I'm j- I, I can recognize- But you can also objectively say, but this yeah. is a, a well-made movie. But something about it didn't hit. Okay. Me. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll try to watch it before the next time we do one of these. I would I would be interested in having like a longer conversation about okay. it too because like it's a weird one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um okay, one that really didn't work for me. And man, again, like on paper, it's it's Malin Ackerman and <gasps> another another person and they're in the desert because they're leaving a cult and the cult is run by Chris Messina. Everything about this movie should work Wait. for me. What is it? The Aviary? It's Have on I Hulu. seen that? You might I'm not remember if up. you did, because it is, <laughs> I did awful. not care for this at all. This movie made me angry. It's on Hulu. Easy. It's new. I think it may be last year or two. Might even be 2023. Malin Ackerman and an actress whose name I can't remember, who's very good, and they're good in it, but they are fleeing a cult, and they're in the desert, and they start to see things, and is it the cult? Is it them? Is this all a thing? Ugh. I don't know. And it goes on forever, even though it doesn't. It's 90 minutes and nothing. And like everything you think is going to happen, you watch a movie like this and you're pretty quickly, you're like, oh, I bet somebody's going to turn around when they shouldn't and have something sharp. Like that kind of thing. It's that kind of movie. I have not watched it, but I think I've seen the trailer because so much of what you're saying is familiar. familiar. Yeah. I might have thought about what because mel and ackerman will get me yeah, to watch and she's good like the, the two women are both really good but this movie did not work for me at all i was angry at how much it was not connecting with me <sighs> that's a bummer because it sounds really promising it when does, and like chris messina is one of those actors who i will I watch know. a movie because of um he's just one of those guys who like can you do wouldn't think to see him in a small role and he shows in and he just does something unique and different with it I'm yeah like, i just rewatched devil because he's in it <laughs> i still haven't seen it uh it like christmas cena as a cult leader sign me up i'll join yeah. that cult i watch this movie i'm like no i don't even know how anybody joined that cult that's a that's a bummer yeah. now i like now i kind of want to watch it i want you to because i want like, to i just want to know maybe i'm maybe you will have a totally different experience i, don't think so. I will tell you though because i looked up i was curious i'm like am i where do i stand on this compared to other people and like imdb reviews were pretty much in line with me i looked on rotten tomatoes and this has like a positive rating most like critic critics really liked it so Weird. i don't know what does that say i don't know 
That's weird. I am of the people, not of the elite, I guess. I get that. Me too. <sighs> yeah. Um, I have, I have one. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so it's, um, So it's blood and chocolate? I don't know it. Oh, okay. So Blood and Chocolate is uh, a late 2000s movie okay. with Hugh Dancy in it. Ooh, okay. And what does it say it's about? Wow. Young... Oh, my God. Look at, I'm looking at the um, the the writing and direct, directed by uh, Katia Von Garnier, who I don't know. Mm-hmm. Writers, Aaron Kruger, Christopher Landon, and Annette Curtis-Klaus. So I showed up to Blood and Chocolate for a reason. <laughs> Um, I'm very sad to say that I found it abysmal. Oh. A young teenage werewolf is torn between honoring her family's secret and her love for a man, mm. but also make it real boring. Oh, that's a shame. It's a, it is a real shame. It didn't make a lot of sense. Like I feel like it, it was the fact that it has three writers. Yeah, doesn't it, it, bode well. There was like you know that thing where like some somebody ends up in a place and you're like i don't know how they got here or they start talking to a person and you're like wait who is this mm. i hate that feeling yeah because <laughs> i don't i don't i'm not like look i'm not on my phone i'm not chatting it up i'm not leaving the room if i can't follow then yeah. you're not doing it well i'm i'm present yeah. i'm here i get it oh but like on paper, that fucking movie should slap. That should be like a top tier movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. I'll get over it. Okay. Well, I hope so. I think I have like two more. Okay. I have a few more than two. I have a few I'll go you... through quickly, okay. and then I want to hear your two, and then we'll go through some of the ones that I know are going to take a little longer because they're ones okay. that I know you've seen. Um, okay. A movie I hated on Amazon oh. Prime called Breeder. Ooh, I don't like that name. Yeah, this is this is abysmal. Um, I want to talk about it because I want people not to watch it. Uh, it's a like the the plot synopsis sounded interesting. It was a like a woman discovers her husband is investing in a company where they are selling um, pharmaceuticals to for people to be younger and look younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, all right, sure. What what kind of experiments? Oh, we're kidnapping women and putting them downstairs in a dirty basement. Mm-hmm. And like, what did I tell you? My God, this women was in a room. Like, Stop fuck, it! This was the epitome of a woman in a basement movie, and it. yet it doesn't make sense because you're like, wait, you need these women for scientific research. So why are you putting them in rusty rooms that are grimy, and then urinating on them? Because there's a character that that abuses women and urinates on them. Because that makes any sense in a movie like this. Wait, so hold on, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Um, the film that you watched. Is from 2020 and not American? It is not American. It is Danish. Okay. So there's apparently, I think it looks like there might be an American remake. No. Happening. Oh, gosh. This kind of reminded me a little bit of the movie The Clinic. Um, Wait, where do you see that there is an American remake? Well, something, so something popped up when I searched breeder and it says in pre-production, um, a poodle breeder obsessed with genetic perfection offers an MIT dropout a bizarre proposition. She wants to breed him with her daughter. Is that at all what you watch? No. No, this was a bunch of women kidnapped in basements and being like assaulted, even though that made no sense for the plot. I mean, now I'm interested in this other one too. I mean, the poodle breeder thing. So I'm like, I'll, I'll take, I'll take that as long as animals aren't harmed in the making of the movie. Yeah. Weird though. Yeah. That, 
I don't like your movie at all. My, no, I didn't either. And like, even the way it's done to where like you think there's this catharsis of the women getting to take revenge, like it's so clearly done in a way where on paper you're like, oh yeah, they're let out. Oh, isn't it weird how we have to like zoom in or like show where their gowns are stained kind of thing? Mm. Like where it's like, no, fuck, this movie just boiled my blood because it was just over the top in being just hateful and gross and it I, I, you know me. I love a good violent movie. I, I'll take a movie where women are in basements if they, if there's a reason for it that is justified and all that. But like, just the fact that these women are being kept in such unsanitary conditions did not make any sense whatsoever. And that itself bothered me. So well, yeah. I mean, so they're just doing it to do it. To do it completely. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I don't, I don't like that no, either. No, no, no. no. Um, movie I liked a lot more, uh, and I know you watched this one too, was Ooh. on Paramount Plus. Significant Other. Oh, yeah, I did like that movie. I like that movie a lot more in hindsight than mm-hmm. I did while watching it. I I don't know if I wish or didn't wish. I had no, I knew it was about two, you know, a couple going hiking and, you know, and like something goes wrong and, and their relationship is tested. That's what I knew going in. So the fact that it goes down a very particular genre that I did not know was coming mm-hmm. was like, oh, 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 I didn't know this was, I Oh, I wish I'd known to be have been in the mood for that. Oh, interesting. Because it was a little bit of like, oh no, I thought I was watching more horror than sci-fi. I guess. I gotcha. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it threw I... me off. It's good though. I I like what it does, and it, it does. It is different, and is clearly doing a lot with a little. Yeah. So I had a similar but different experience where I thought it was doing something and then I got angry. Mm. And then when it did something else, I, could see I that. was like, oh, I spent way too much time being angry at this. Yeah, I should have yeah. just been enjoying it. Yeah. It's one that I think um, when you talk about movies that are kind of like, like what would, which movie did we say that about? Like Triangle of Sadness when yeah. it is so weird and so twisty in that it goes in directions that you really didn't realize it was going in. Sometimes that first time you watch it, it's really hard to know because because within the movie or within your watching experience, you are so um, in the moment and moving your brain around that it's hard to know how you how much you actually enjoyed it because yeah. you were thinking so hard about where it's going next. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I would I would watch it again one of these days out of curiosity. Me too to see if it plays different yeah. Yeah. for me now that I know like I feel for me it's like. I think I mentioned it earlier about something else, but like, I don't know if I feel safe or if I can trust the story that I'm in and the person telling it. To yep. Me. Yep. Yep. So like, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big proponent of rewatching because once I know a, a movie isn't going to like fuck me over or hurt me or yeah. like do something unnecessary, like I can go back and be like, Oh, okay. This is a safe filmmaker and this is an okay. This is going to be a good experience. And I feel like this would be a, is a great example of that because since it is a essentially a, a two person story, yeah, and it really is like you you are following both of them, but there are moments when you're not with both of them where you you don't know who to trust or if they are both genuine, and the character's relationship is is in a different place for the two of them that you are watching it kind of with a little bit of like, uh, is she right? Is she something wrong with her or something wrong with him? Mm-hmm. Or what are his intentions? What are hers? So to go back again, watching, knowing fully where those intentions are would be, I think in some ways more satisfying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Okay, one more that I know you haven't seen, and then we'll jump into the ones that I, or no, then we go to you, and then we go to the ones that I know you've seen. Yeah. Um, I don't think you've seen this. This is on Netflix, I think. Cadaver. Oh, no, I, I have not. All right. So do you know the um, stage experience, Sleep No More, the immersive stage experience? No. Okay. So it's a play. It's been in New York for a long time. I think it's since now probably been in a lot of places. But essentially, like, it is not just a performance that you go and sit down and watch. It's mm-hmm. Macbeth, except, like, you have to follow actors around and you're, like, you could go this way or you could follow that actor and go watch that story. And then it all meets back up at the end. Um, there's a Law & Order SVU episode with Kevin Pollack where uh, a character is, you know, an actor is in the show and she's sexually assaulted and then they realize, like, that everybody thought it was part of the show, so it's a whole thing. So if you're not familiar with the actual show, you might have seen the Law and Order SVU episode based on it. <laughs> anyway, all that's to say, Cadaver is a story uh, set in, like, a European country in a fictional world war, kind of feels World War II, but it's not specified. But it's very apocalyptic, like, there's a blitz going on, everybody is, like, in their house, everybody's starving, and our, our main characters is this family of mother father and daughter and the mother was was a famous actress and one day this like traveling theater group stops by and says we're doing a, a show an immersive theater experience like sleep no more uh and there's a meal provided and, and come see a show so they go see they go to see it and of course things go wrong or do they is it part of the show i don't know all this stuff um it is uh it's i enjoyed it um oh, okay i I do. I didn't love it. I was hoping it would go different directions that it didn't necessarily go. Um, at some point, I'm like, oh no, this can only go one of two ways. Either this is it's real or it's not real, and I know what, where it's going in either of those directions. But it kind of goes in yet another one that should have been interesting. But it, I don't know, it didn't fully satisfy me. But it's a really different story for a horror movie so if any of that sounds of interest i think it's worth a watch oh interesting based yeah. on that name I, I don't know that i would have dug in it, it's a weird name for for the movie because i don't yeah. know what in uh yeah no i would say it is a misleading title in some ways because okay. it doesn't say anything to it interesting yeah i forgot i had two more that i'm pretty sure you haven't seen uh one is um a version of misery starring erica christensen but as a pop singer called The Follower. Well, I've definitely not seen that. Man, this sounds like it should be so much fun. She's a pop singer, and her plane goes down, and her number one fan kidnaps her and wants her to write songs for her. I love that. And, like, it's swim fan, right? Like, so there's, yes. like, all this meta stuff you could do. Uh, this movie is is not. is It's a, clearly, like, a lifetime quick movie. But have fun. And, like, Erica Christensen plays this movie, plays this role as a kidnapped pregnant pop singer, as if like it's cool all right you're crazy no you're not crazy i'm not gonna pretend you're crazy okay yeah you gotta let me out great like there is no urgency to her whatsoever and there's a part of you that's like i guess in real life if i was kidnapped by my number one fan what do you do you play along right you're like oh no you are my number one fan i love yeah i'll do it like you just go with it you never say are you insane what are you doing people are looking for me but that's not interesting to watch right yeah. So very, very disappointing. Um, just again, it sounds so much fun. It's just doesn't have the energy. Like it's a James and Barb movie, but I don't think they should waste their time on it. So 
that's direct to you guys. Uh, and then the one other that um, I don't think you've watched on Netflix, The Strays. No, that does not sound familiar. So it's like kind of being sold and billed as a like kind of get out like movie. Uh, it's about a woman who um, kind of flees her life. And now we see her in a new reality and she is married. She is black, but she is very light skinned. Um she has two kids. She's living this very, very fancy, very upper crust life. And she starts seeing these two very dark skinned black teenagers that she has convinced her kind of following her and following her kids and something's going on. And it goes in some odd directions. Um, this is not like there's things about this that you're like, oh, OK, there's there's something here. I, w- I was up and down on it. It hits a point where I was like, oh, this isn't what I want to watch. And then it has an ending that redeemed everything for me. I just, I, it had a great, great ending that made me kind of sit back and go, oh, oh, maybe. So I, I, I don't know. The, the hard thing about it is even knowing what genre it fits in. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's misleading to call it a horror movie. But if you told somebody it was a drama and they went in, they may be upset by the fact that it goes in some very dark, violent directions. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's one of those movies that like, kind of like Hounded, where I watch it, I'm like, it's not all there, but there is something, there is an interesting voice behind this movie that I would want to know more from. That's always fun to find, though. Like, yeah. even if the movie itself doesn't particularly work. Right. Uh, but there's ideas yeah. there. And there's yeah. there's things that I, and it, it ends on such, a, to me, a perfect note. I was like, huh, huh, okay. I don't know who I'm going to recommend it to. I don't know how I feel, but it, it I won't forget it. Yeah. So. Well, that that's better than than the than many others we mentioned yeah, today right? that we both had to sit and, and sift in our brains um do you i know you had a few more uh yeah i have one that i will say don't watch and then good it's important to know that yeah and then one that i will say i guess you should watch all right um, tell me the one that i should not watch so i watched the final wish the final is, wish lynn shay is in it Okay, I remember seeing this go by. I, th- I think I, I, I think I liked her on Facebook, so now I see a lot of her movies or horse pictures. Yeah, I don't know why we watch. Like, I don't know what tipped us into actually watching this, but I, I really didn't find one redeeming mm. thing about it. Um, it's, it's really hard to like. It's confusing mm. to like certain choices don't make sense, but also it's just not a good movie. So like, avoid that. <laughs> good to know. Um, and I finally watched Resurrection. Which Rebecca I Hall. still have not watched. I will wait to yeah. talk about it until you see it. Okay. I, I almost liked... watched it a few weeks ago when I had like a dark night to myself. I almost watched it, but then I watched something else. I think you'll get around to it. It's worth yeah. looking at. I just, uh, I know, I know enough about it to know there is a moment that I should not break up. And that's why I have not watched it yet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say don't break up. This is not one I would recommend breaking up, period. Yeah, I don't that's my understanding. It's... Yeah. So I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, there were some things I didn't necessarily personally like in mm-hmm. it. Um, 
I she, she is not one of them. Uh, oh, Rebecca she's, Hall. She's never the thing to not like about a movie. Rebecca Hall is my Florence Pugh. I yeah, think like yeah. the way people get about or Mia Goth. Like yeah. the way that people get about them. That's how I feel about. And Rebecca you still Hall. haven't seen Passing, have you? I have not. You no. need to see Passing because yeah. not only is she one of the best actresses of our generation, she is also apparently very possibly one of the best directors oh she's so great she's just been she's great in everything so finally watched that happy i watched it i don't necessarily know if it's fully a christine movie so okay got it and Um, i think that's it i don't think i have anything else worth talking about all right the few that i have i just i know for a fact you've seen them so okay um, the first one is the movie that I watched. I remember now I watched this instead of resurrection. I was, I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch a movie tonight. Brandon was away. I had this whole week to myself where I was like, okay, I, let me cram in all these movies that I wanted to watch with the lights out. And I looked at, I was thinking it might've even been running time related where I'm like, no, let me watch this one. We're going to the world's fair. Did you hate it? No, I loved it. Oh, yay! Okay, cool. I Because we <laughs> talked about this when I mentioned Skinamarink, how yeah. I did not care for it. Skinamarink did not work for me at all. And I thought, oh, no, it's going to be the same experience. I did, too. I didn't. I, I'm not, I did not fully, I had no idea what I was getting. I just knew that it was kind of a very internet-y, vibey mm-hmm. movie. So I did the thing. I turned the lights out. I put my headphones in to watch it. So it was even closer to the sound. Um, and I, I don't know what, what this was. I don't know what it was all saying. Um, but I found this riveting and just things about it that I were really powerful that stayed with me. I do want to go back and watch it again at some point in life. I want to see everything this filmmaker makes because it was just unusual, but not, like, I mean, Skinamarink is unusual, too, and it's doing things I haven't seen done before, but it didn't connect to me. It didn't hit my bloodstream, whereas this one really did. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I, I found th- there's um, a couple parts in it that Zach and I paused it to, like, to talk about the lore oh. and to read what was on screen. And yeah. To look, like, we got really into it, and oh. I, I, I... I really liked it. I haven't watched it again yeah. since the original time. I bought it. They did a physical release. Oh, nice. I bought it. Good. But like, I, I'm kind of nervous too because that it was a little difficult. I find mm. parts. I found parts of it difficult, but also I had such like a unique experience with it that I'm. I don't know what my rewatch experience will be, and I kind of treasure that experience yeah. that I currently have. I think I would say it would be neat to go back to because there are things that you that you don't know that after the movie ends, you kind of do, maybe you, you know, or you can put a face mm, to something. That's true. But this is one of those things where, like, I realize, like, how, and maybe it's a generational thing or what, but I watched it, and I left the movie kind of feeling, like, a little bit, like, satisfied and like okay we ended in a certain place and then like the first thing I read of a comment about it that was like pointing out something about what I'd seen that I was like oh shit what did I just see did I just did should I believe what I just saw and it like was like duh I didn't even get the whole idea that this all of this is kind of subject to debate in a way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was so like eye-opening in a way of oh you might not have seen the movie you thought you just saw so I I would love to go back to it because I think you can this is one that every time you go back to you might see something different anyway 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's it's there's challenging things about it, so I understand when people don't. You know, like, I get it. Yeah, it, it's a like, yeah, it's a hard one to know it, where you're gonna fall because yeah. I, you know, same with Skinnerbrink. I think some people are gonna watch that and just be sucked into it, and I, that's fine. It it didn't suck me in. This one did. Yeah, I still need to watch it. Yeah, you do just to know where you stand. I, truly, at yeah. this point. Uh, another one I watched because I knew I had to, um, and it was finally on Peacock. So again, this was another one of those party weeks for me. Unrated cut of Megan. Oh, I haven't seen the unrated cut because I thought the, the I thought it was good. But yeah, I, oh, like... I I only watched. I didn't. I haven't seen. I hadn't seen it at all yet. So it was just oh. sitting down to watch it for the first time, and I went for the unrated. Um, I'm so curious about that unrated cut if it makes it worth it. I don't know because I don't know what was missing or what you know. Okay. I mean, it all was right. this version was certainly violent. Um, but I don't know what was added or what was taken out rather, but this, I mean, like of, from the, I knew like, I don't know, it's weird because it's obviously a movie made for me, but it was one of those movies that's like made for me, but then everybody found it. So it was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get to it when it's, when it's available to me. I, I get that. So I was a little bit worried that I, that it wasn't you know, going to hit those expectations. But like, as soon as it starts and the, the opening of the movie is a commercial for those Furby things. I was so in, I got, yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. We're, this is where we're going. I got it. We're there. And I did really love it. Uh, and then the rest were ones that I, Oh no, no, no. One more I loved that I know you loved. So I'll talk okay. about this one. And then I'll talk about the two that I didn't. Uh, one that I know was one that you cared for quite a bit. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <gasps> I need to rewatch it. I think about it. I think about it maybe once every yep. other day. It, it, <laughs> it was so good. I, it was one that I was like, I hope I like it because I know how much Christine likes it. And yes, <laughs> I was taken in. Um, it. I, I can't remember what we talked about the last time when you talked about this. I had watched a movie that was like also about young people, but it was awful. And we were like saying how the difference of like, it's not about having likable characters or whatnot, like, but there has to be some, I don't know, some truth to your characters or something, yes. some entertaining, I can yeah. hate people on screen, but I want, but I need to want to hate them or want to see them do stuff. Yeah, and that was the case of this engaging. movie. Yeah. yeah. And they're all so engaging. They're so yeah. cool and awful. Yep. And, and oh. I, I think I, I, I don't know, rewind the tape to when I first talked about it. I really do think that I knew or I kind of guessed what it was doing. And oh. when it, when it, when it was revealed that that was what it was doing, yep. I've never been so happy watching As well you should be. I did not. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's doing it. I hit points where I'm like, I have, I have absolutely no idea what's actually going on, but I wasn't thinking about it because I'm watching so much else happen. Yeah, yeah. And again, one of, I said this about strays too, like the ending, the, the, the ending of this movie made me so happy. It, it, and I know people thought it, I know that people had the exact opposite reaction. <sighs> they thought it was a cop out. Yep. They thought it was anticlimactic. They it, thought it was too much. Of only them. thing that made sense. It, and, and, and that's the thing. It wasn't like, you know how like reveal versus twist and all that shit. Yep, and yep. like, don't spoil something. So you're right. The whole movie is building to that. And, and the whole movie is projecting that that's what happened, but you don't necessarily yeah. know that because you don't 
know what happened. That's yeah. You're not. You're yeah. But you're, the yeah. movie knows what happened. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's not shy about it. If you yeah. think if like so like that's why I was kind of like wait a second. It's just you're right. I had seen Everything complaining. adds up correctly when you yeah. start to look at who was where when yep. and all of that, and it. 100% if you're watching this carefully to solve something you you could solve it and I love that yeah, <sighs> yeah I, I I do not understand the people that that felt as negatively as they did about this and, yeah. and I and that's everyone's you know got their right to their own feelings and stuff and I'm not saying they're wrong it's just I truly on a on a fundamental level do not understand yep. it yep I'm with you I'm with you <laughs> Um, okay, I got two more left, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So both of these I know you saw. Uh, one, a, a, I did the weird thing where I'm like, damn it, I'm going to pay to rent this movie because I'm I'm curious enough to see what it did differently from the book. And then a week later it was on Peacock, so I was mad at myself, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. This was M. Night Shyamalan's A Knock at the Cabin, the adaptation of Paul Tremblay's The Cabin at the End of the World. I know you saw this. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um... This is, again, as I said about Spielberg, like, Shyamalan's not going to make a bad, bad movie. Like, even, there's things about this that are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, really good performances, good casting. What is fascinating, and I, and I knew this going in, like, I wanted to watch it because I was so curious, because I had, I knew enough to know that it, that it did not follow the book all the way. And that intrigued me because I really liked the book and I was mm-hmm. curious what other directions you would go in with this story. This movie did that cardinal thing of like making the worst decision in adapting something because it follows the book really closely for the first three acts or however many acts you break this down to. And then it makes a decision that is very particular and... I could say problematic and um, is a very different decision made um, from the source material that just left me. And again, it's, it's, I guess I can't say how I would feel about this movie if I had not read the book. I think I still would have really hated where it went because I think it sets up something and then goes a direction. I just would not have gone if this was my story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't read the book, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know the difference. But I will say, uh, I know that they, they changed something, and a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. And I, you know, you know there's one you... thing they changed in terms of a character's fate that maybe you did not on a page might be different than seeing it on film. I was okay with that. I get that decision. Um, but where it goes after that, if you will, to ultimately revealing what's going on which is a very di- handled very differently in the book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it it to me so having none of that knowledge and just kind of coming in to see a movie that i knew people maybe weren't jazzed about changes um it just felt really like there was no tension mm. and there was no real stakes because yes. i guess part of the book and i could be wrong so this isn't a spoiler i think part of the book is that you don't know mm-hmm if the choices are real or need to be made or if everything's right but the movie is pretty explicit right it it feels that way yeah and to uh, um the movie feels and part of this too is just the nature of like it would be kind of surprising if a movie if a, a horror movie like this didn't wasn't clear about things being real or not real mm-hmm. um 
But yeah, there's a lot more doubt placed in the book, and it makes sense for there to be doubt. And it's much more interesting that way, because Mm -hmm. you really, you're reading the book from different characters, but you're still mostly on the family. You're not in the heads of the uh, cult or whatever you want to call them, which makes perfect sense, because you were with them as they try to navigate what is real and what's not. Mm -hmm. Whereas the movie just feels very definitive that things are what they seem and gives you a very clear answer on that and ends up being very um (sighs) the other thing that's really interesting about the book is that it is one of those things that calls upon well if this if this is real if this is god this god is a fucking asshole and that's really interesting yeah and the movie kind of um peels that back a little bit and goes in a direction that you end up on one hand thinking you have a certain kind of ending but if you sit back and think about that ending it's not that ending but I don't think the movie wants you to think about the ending that way so no, I think I know what you mean yeah I think I did see somebody else talking yeah mm-hmm. and, and and that's weird right it's like very weird. it feels like it really undercut so I'm not Paul Tremblay I don't know Paul Tremblay but it feels like it kind of undercut like the point of his original very much very story, much which is frustrating yeah and yet in doing so it kind of also points out if you think about it for more than five minutes wait but this is even worse in a way that mm-hmm. i don't know that there is a um you know you, you we talked earlier about like christianity in horror movies and it's always an interesting thing like because again like it's, icon- it's iconography that we all understand whether we believe it or we're raised with it or not. We know what mm-hmm. certain things mean to people. And sometimes you watch a movie and you start when you when you realize that the filmmaker is really firm in certain beliefs, it might then t- it tells you, okay, well, like I can't take this movie any other way because clearly the filmmaker wants this is what they're trying to say. Except if I were to sit down at a table with M Night Shyamalan, I would be able to have an argument with him and say yeah but you're still really fucked up about this mm-hmm. and I don't know if he even saw that and it's so it's disappointing especially after a few of his movies that are like his last two movies I really I loved old I loved um the visit and this one in terms of filmmaking is good but is a big step down to me in terms of him reading feeling the same way about these things as to me which just makes mm-hmm. it a hard thing to connect to yeah I still haven't seen old. I don't know that it's, I want it's to. so dumb and so fun. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Last one. I know I, I did want to save this one for last because <gasps> I wanted, because I know we'll probably spoil some of it Oh. because it, it is. Um, so I waited to watch it. I, everybody talked about it. I'm like, I, I know I have to watch this. Let me, let me finally sit down and do it. And I know the internet really liked this movie. I remember you not being the biggest fan. Um, I'm happy to say I join your side with barbarian yeah it's a movie it's a 45 minutes of a really good movie the beginning i liked the beginning a lot i liked act one and we'll spoil this movie because it it's been out for a while so you can find it now and i think it's hard to talk about what i what didn't work for me i liked the this tense airbnb kind of me too. Just that movie, Absolutely. I would have watched that movie. I would have watched a movie about coming to an Airbnb and there's a handsome man already there who might be a killer or might just yep. be a nice guy. It's 
so now nobody can make that movie. Barbarian took it, ruined it. Nobody can make that movie. And that makes me upset because that is a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> and I even like this idea of like this, our lead character being somebody who is in situations where she should run away, but she's a good person and she doesn't want to leave people to die. Mm-hmm. I like that idea because it can be yeah. frustrating to watch this, these movies this one in particular, because there are two times where she could have gotten away and she instead chooses to save somebody, whether he deserves it or not. I didn't even mind the switch to the Justin Long as a um, Hollywood douchebag. I was kind of with it. I'm like, all right, this is yeah, I entertaining. Like I like where this is going. And then we talked earlier about movies that just have to have women raped in basements. What what reason did we have to have women raped in basements in this movie? Yep. I, I don't know. It, that's the problem, though, right? Yeah. So, so people were because comp- so there is a there is like a crone type mm-hmm. archetype in this film. Uh huh. Yeah, there is. We're gonna talk about that. But so people had a big problem with that. Some people did. I think right-minded people did. Um, I just to me this movie felt like it maybe didn't care for me as a woman. <laughs> Because and it, I can't really justify it any other way. Oh no, I'm I am one hundred percent with you because you get to the the monster of this story, presumably, right? At your your initial monster is this crone who mm-hmm. is grotesque, who is in every possible way grotesque, and is supposed to be, I guess, what the his. I don't it doesn't make sense when you actually sit back and try to figure out like how this is happening it also doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um but also it's this like female mother character and the motherhood part isn't important because that's ultimately what saves our our heroes that's how they're able to kind of navigate things um so you're gonna make this this female character your your monster but your hero and you know that was played by a man mm-hmm yeah is a really weird choice really weird choice really weird choice for this movie and the other part to it is you have this goblin of a man who is kidnapping women and putting them in his basement and i guess they have babies and then those babies have babies mm-hmm. and um he eventually dies like not but that's not even the villain all of that like and, then, and it's frustrating because the Justin Long stuff was interesting. And just and him then trying to do the right thing and then giving up really quickly. Like, I was like, okay, that, that's an interesting choice right there. You're telling me a story I haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. I'm there for this part. Who told you that you had to have women raped in basements? Like, it just took so much of a forced leap into this area that was so unnecessary and hateful that really did just like what what why are you doing this is how i felt about that it is a series of choices that i don't get yeah and i don't and this is obviously i always preface bullshit like this this is not anything against somebody that did enjoy it but i don't get it like what did you like? What I mean, was there? The tonal shifts are interesting. Like, yeah, the way how how much this goes from one movie to a different movie. Um, that really worked for me. I thought that was that was interesting. Um, Justin Long is really good in it. Just how hard he commits to this really worked for me. To where I was like, 
okay, you're again, like we said about bodies, bodies, like you're a douchebag, but I'm, I'm interested in watching you be mm-hmm. a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, that then to cloud it with this just very tonally different too. Cause you have like, I don't know, think of the, the whole opening of the Airbnb stuff has a really specific, like, there's a danger, but it's also not going in a direction where, like, you're, you're getting a certain feel, and that's hard to do, and it achieves it. And the Justin Long thing is a completely different direction, but it's going somewhere, and you're with it. Yep. That then to shift into this decision, um, I, like, you, you can't just throw serial rapist monster at me. And not with any justification in a movie like this. I just it is such a sour note that I just really, really bothered me. It, it's bothersome. It's it ends up so for me. My takeaway: it was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I don't like that feeling. Like I don't mind gross stuff or yeah. unpleasant things. It was just something like viscerally unpleasant and not in like a way that I feel like a filmmaker should be aiming for. And not in a way that was saying anything. That's a a huge part of it. And I think people really latched on based on what fan art and Mm t-shirts and iconography from this movie seems to be. People really latched on to the things that I didn't like, Mm. which is very odd. Yeah. You're you're completely right. The the Bill Skarsgård stuff at the beginning was interesting because it was – you didn't know. Yeah. Like, and and to find out that you could trust him was actually like really heartbreaking. Completely. And and then it was like, now now let's do some casual misogyny. And I didn't understand why it took that turn. Like I understood the Justin Long misogyny. Oh, yes. Like I got that. I got what this was doing. This was a like just it's telling a completely different story. But it's showing, in a way, like, you could link it and say, like, oh, right, because this is what this man could have been. Like, she could have gone into this guy's Airbnb, and it would have been mm-hmm. this guy, and he, and he would have done terrible things. But it does that in a way that's, like, and even the writing around that is really interesting. That he's, you know, he's brushing it off, like, he is separately accused of rape, which we find out he did do. But the way he's brushing it off is very, like okay, I've heard that. I can hear this justification. I hear what you're saying here. And you hear when he confesses and how casual it is, but how he's justifying in his mind and all of that. I'm like, okay, you've you've told a story here. I'm there. And here's just the crazy guy who kidnaps women and rapes them in his basement and, and rapes their babies, I guess. I don't know. Like, why? <laughs> why did know. you go there? I, I don't, I really don't understand it. Yeah. Um. I really don't understand it. And and it makes me feel like I'm maybe being too, like, emotional about like, <laughs> But then, like, what is film if not emotional? Like, yeah. I can I can decide that something made me feel bad, not in a way that I'm interested in feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I, we're all going to the, to the World's Fair kind of made me feel bad. Right. But, like, in an introspective, interesting way that made me want to explore all of the emotions around this. This yeah. made me feel bad because I feel like maybe you... You, you hate older women or like the reproductive element of like, there's something about me that yeah. I don't think you like, and I can't quite put my finger mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, but exactly. It's, it's just weird decisions that, that do that kind of like revealed something about the filmmaker that 
I really, the first movie is like the first act and even the second act, it's like you, you watch those, you're like, oh yeah, I want to see what else he does. Like I would sit down and would really curious to talk to him about some of his influences. And then you watch the third act and you're like, oh, no, I'm good. It's okay. If you, I'm not going to go to his Q&A. Like I, I don't need to be in a room full of people that are cheering for that character or for that creation or anything like that like Mm -hmm. it's just one of those moments when you're in a conversation about movies and it goes quickly into like well I love that one you're like okay I'm just gonna go now because suddenly you realize like oh this unlocked something really unpleasant for I think you and me yeah and if it didn't unlock that for you that concerns me I guess is what it comes down to it's yeah I don't I don't get it I really don't because people whose opinions that I typically really respect and align with have like stars in their eyes for it. And sometimes it's the hype machine truly. And and I'm not going to begrudge anybody that Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, Oh, the people are super jazzed about this. Oh, and I'm super jazzed about it now too. And there is stuff to like in this movie. Certainly, Like for real, we've, we've talked about multiple elements of it, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's not enough to To justify. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't forget. Sometimes a movie will have such a good ending that I'll be like, you know what? Let me just forgive a lot of stuff. Sure. But this did the opposite. This had such, this took such a turn that I'm like, I'm done with all of this now. Ugh, that's such a bummer. I'm trying to go look and see what I actually rated it. I gave it a three, which is, (laughs) but because I'm I'm not going to deny that it did compelling things. Sure. It's well made. Yeah. And also, that might be a little bit of peer pressure, honestly. I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't I'm, know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, and I'm very curious if, if other um, people where you stand on this movie and if you, again, like, I, act one, act two, four stars for me. Um, act three took the entire thing down to probably a two for me out of five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But two yeah. with a distaste, with a strong distaste for, like, one of those conversations where you know when people are going to talk about it, you're like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom now because I don't want to start talking about what I didn't like about this movie and yeah. end up in one of those conversations. Yeah. 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 All right. So that was our big old batch of what we watched. Yes. Yes. Um. So on our next episode, we are, we've talked about doing different things and kind of different focuses. So we said, we're going to do an actor focus. We're going to take an actor that we both really like, and we're going to talk about them and talk about some of their movies and stuff. And we're still figuring out what that means. But, Christine, tell the fine people what actor you chose. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Which I thought was really, it it gave us a lot of decades and a lot of time and a lot of maybe stuff that's near and dear to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but also other stuff, a varied career Sigourney Weaver has had. Very, and so the first thing I did was I put Working Girl on my Netflix queue because I have oh, never seen Working Girl. It's and I, so good. Yeah. It, so some of the things, um, I'm like, what other iconic Sigourney Weaver performances have I not seen? So I need to figure that out. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna really do a hard focus. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll make a poll or something out there to ask because I don't know what are some other Sigourney Weaver roles. Obviously, we have both seen many of them. Um, but what are some other movies out there or roles that everybody should watch her in? Um, what is the definitive Sigourney Weaver performance? I don't know. These questions and more we will ponder on our next episode. Yeah, you should tell us so that Please I do. Can make yeah. sure G- I Give watch us some it. direction that would help. Watch yeah. it. I can't yeah. talk. Yeah. 
Oh, well, you, you just did for two hours, so. Oh, that might be why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, folks, um, find us wherever stuff happens. We're on Instagram at feminine underscore critique. We're on Twitter at feminine underscore podcast. And we're on Facebook at the feminine critique. And Christine has books. So find those at christinemakepeace.com. I have a, yes, I have a, yeah. a, a website. Basically my name. Follow her on Twitter, Xteen Makepeace. Xteen underscore Makepeace. Yes, but while I'm still on Twitter, it just, it gets increasingly bad. I know, but where else do we go? I I don't know yet. Exactly. Follow me because I'm too lazy to be responsible about finding somewhere else. I'm on there at Deadly Dolls. Uh, And again, tell us your favorite Sigourney Beaverisms and what you thought of Barbarian. Yeah, unless you're going to tell me I'm wrong, then I don't care. Yeah, then fuck you. I mean, it's fine. You're all entitled to your own opinions. You just might be wrong about them. Yeah, just don't tell me about it. Totally. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. If you should feel alone Or that your world has come apart Just reach out and you'll see A friend is never very far Tell me your dreams I will dream them too I'm so glad I'm fine.